Welcome to the Unapologetic Experience. I'm your host, Jarius, the Unapologetic Geek. Uh, today's a huge episode. Uh, I'll be having the guys from the Off Topic Podcast presented by Black Excellence and Ignorance on to uh, do a review of The Joker. Uh, we'll also do a little bit of NBA preseason talk, uh, get into a pretty hilarious rap beef that's going on in the sports world right now. I'll talk to you about a couple horror movies that I've seen in the spirit of October. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the NFL, of course. But first, I have to get into uh, the huge story that's going on right now. The huge historical story that's going on right now. Uh, Tyler Perry opened his uh, studios, uh, his production studio uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was a monumentous occasion. Uh, shout out to Tyler Perry. I, I say what you want about his movies, but his impact on the culture, his impact on black cinema, uh, his impact on giving black actors the opportunity to act and to do their own thing, uh, some of the careers that he's resurrected. I mean, I have nothing but love for the brother in that regard. Uh, I feel, you know, in the past, I've criticized like some of his movies for just having the same plots. Uh, but there are a couple that I love, namely A Family That Prays. That's actually my favorite one. Uh, Mr. D's was pretty good, but just as an actor and as a director, his impact is crazy, man. As a producer, it's, it's awesome. And he's the first African-American um, person, really, to own their own studio independent of any of the bigger studios like Paramount and Universal and Disney. You know, you hear a lot of uh, black studios are a branch of bigger studios, but no, Tyler Perry Studio stands on its own. It's a wonderful thing. It's a historical thing. And I just wish their brother the best, man. It's all love. Um, and it was a star-studded event, uh, the opening of his uh, well, not the opening, but the, I guess the unveiling of his studio. Uh, Beyonce was there. Jay-Z was there. Um, President Bill Clinton was there. T.I. was there. Oprah was there. Of course, Oprah was there. I'm pretty sure Lee Daniels was there if Oprah was there. Um, Gail, it, it was just a star-studded bit <laughs> to the point where uh, Bow Wow was invited to it. And I actually forgot that Bow Wow was in a Tyler Perry movie, but he was invited to it. He has a picture with Bill Clinton, and he's just so hyped, man. And it was like, I don't know, maybe a kid just seeing a lot of his idols growing up, and he just said his price went up for <laughs> making appearances because he now has a picture next to Bill Clinton. Sure, Bow Wow, but, uh, it, I mean, it was just a momentous occasion. It's actually an occasion that appeared to have trumped the uh, BET Hip Hop Awards this weekend, but that was also big. Uh, but and that gives me just an excuse to shout out Meg Thee Stallion. But anyway, I'm so happy for Tyler Perry. I'm happy for what he's done, and I'm happy for you know everyone who has gone on that journey with him to see him achieve such a wonderful feat. It's just incredible. Uh, speaking of wonderful feats, uh, the Joker opened big this past weekend. Uh, it opened up with $96 million, uh domestically and $248 plus million worldwide. So, huge numbers. It squashed what Venom opened. I think Venom opened at like 92 or something like that. And I, mean, I may be giving Venom a little bit uh, too many props. 
But man, that, that's just that's crazy. Those numbers are crazy. And like I said at the the beginning of the show, we'll be doing a full review of the Joker. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be something else. So you definitely, definitely stick around and stay tuned for that. And uh, coming on the heels of the Joker's success, it has been rumored, not yet officially announced, but it's rumored that uh, Warner Brothers is looking into doing a standalone Mr. Freeze movie that won't be connected to uh, the Batman movies coming up. And now hearing this and also hearing that the Joker is not connected to Batman, what is connected to Batman? Because I don't think you can go back and connect him with uh, the rest of the DC universe, which we don't know what the hell is going on with that anyway. They currently don't have a Batman or a Superman. Robert Pattinson, Batman that's coming up still isn't quite um, connected or has been revealed to be connected to a bigger universe. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, we're supposed to be getting the Mr. Freeze movie. And truth be told, I'd watch this shit. If they get the right actor, the right script, and you know, just make it pretty good because Bruce Timm's and Batman the Animated Series, that version of Mr. Freeze is amazing and yeah I could see it being its own movie like a revenge movie you know he finds out uh, what happened to Nora and somebody's responsible for it or something like that and by Nora I mean Nora Freeze his wife who has this very rare condition and it makes Mr. Freeze put her in a cryogenic sleep Um, if you do something where he's getting revenge on somebody over her illness or something like that I think that could be a, a pretty good story. Uh, but he had to be kind of an anti-hero. Like, Mr. Freeze definitely needs to be out here killing people in creative, cryogenic ways. So, yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty open to it. Uh, and Martin Scorsese recently criticized uh, the superhero genre. He was mainly talking about the Marvel movies, and he said, you know, I've seen the one, I've tried to give it a chance, uh, but I couldn't get into it. And, you know, everything isn't for everybody. But it gets problematic when he says that's not cinema. And he's not the first prominent director to kind of take a shot at superhero movies. Uh, James Cameron took a shot at them. And eventually, you know, he congratulated them for surpassing uh, Avengers Endgame for surpassing Avatar. But he had, you know, his own criticisms or whatever. Uh, But... Mark Scorsese is, you know, he's a big deal. He's well-respected. But what I loved was Samuel L. Jackson's response. He's basically saying, you know, it's cool. Everybody doesn't like everything. You know, it's he's, he's entertainment. He just won't please everybody. He said, hell, a lot of people don't like his movies. You know, like Italian people, he doesn't like, they don't like how they're portrayed in those movies. And... It was it's such a great response, really. Um, he didn't really just bury him, but at the same time, he's like, stop acting like you just have the best track record with movies and how your movies are received. Is you know kind of it was Samuel Jackson. We all know Samuel Jackson at this point. It was kind of him saying, "Yeah, shut the fuck up, man. You really don't know what you're talking about. You sound like you hating it." You know, he kind of took him down a pedestal because I I feel like Scorsese is probably one of those guys that's like 
Yeah, I'm the man, and I've been the man for a long time, and I can be an authority on what is cinema and what isn't cinema. And seeing him knock down the peg, it was just wonderful to me. So, with all that being said, let's talk about some NFL action, man. Uh, I know it took a week off. A lot of stuff happened uh, during week four of the NFL season that I didn't really get to talk about, but I'm here to talk about week five, and I'm kicking it off talking about the L.A. Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. That was a huge, um, I wouldn't say a shootout, but yeah, it basically was a shootout. It was a great game. Seahawks uh, beat the Rams 30-29 to and off a missed uh, field goal kick by the Rams uh, in the waning seconds of the game. Um, Seahawks improved to 4-1. The Rams improved to 3-2 or fall to 3-2, rather. And Jerry Crawford, he's throwing a lot, but not getting a ton of yards to match up with how much he's throwing it. That can be concerning. Uh, Todd Gurley finally had a decent game, but on 15 carries, he only had 51 yards and two touchdowns, which, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, The bigger story is Russell Wilson continues uh, this surprising MVP campaign. And the only reason it's surprising is because, to me, like Patrick Mahomes, he's just a shoe-in to win the MVP award again to me because he's so incredible. But I've always thought Russell Wilson was an incredible player. And the shit that he's doing right now, man, the, the efficient football that he's playing, I'm just loving it, man. I'm honestly loving it. It's We're seeing some good shit. Uh, I talked about it on the Culture Sports, which is uh, the other podcast that is a collaboration between Black With No Chaser and uh, The Unapologetic Geek, where we just talk about the culture of sports, man, black culture and sports. And we're talking about how this is the golden age of, uh, of black quarterbacks and Russell Wilson. He's definitely, we're talking about quarterbacks period to me. He's top five. As far as black quarterbacks, he's top two It's him and Pat at this point. And it's just, I hope he wins the MVP award. And honestly, I hope he, he carries them uh, to another Super Bowl win, and they'll just you know further cement his legacy as one of the all-time greats. Uh, next up, I'm going to talk about the, Car- the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they took down the Jacksonville Jaguars, 34 to 27, and it was a very interesting game, a uh, hard-fought game. But I just like the grit that I'm seeing from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is—he's a man. He is a full grown man and he's out there playing man ball and it's it's incredible he's uh, one of those players that people kind of you know had in their head that he was undersized and as a running back he wouldn't be that effective and you know you heard all this stuff and uh, one of my good friends he looked at Christian McCaffrey and he's like I don't I don't see what's special I guess it's just because a white running back he's supposed to you know be this big deal because he's halfway decent but no He's playing like a star, man. He's playing like one of the top. He's definitely a top five uh, running back to me in the NFL, and he can do it on the ground. He can do it through the air, uh, you know, catching passes and stuff. And, I mean, this stat line is crazy. He had 19 rushes for 176 yards and two touchdowns. Then he had uh, six receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. He just... I mean, he carried his team to victory. The long t- the receiving touchdown is the only receiving, I mean, passing touchdown that Kyle Allen had all day. And McCaffrey even threw the damn ball at one point. 
So, yeah, the Christian McCaffrey is, I mean, it looks like he's going to wheel this team into the playoffs just as long as Kyle Allen can, you know, play at least halfway decent. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals fell to the Arizona Cardinals 23-26 as the Bengals continue <laughs> to put their surprising bid in for uh, Tua. Uh, and I can't, I, look, I'll butcher his last name. I think it's Tango the Gova or something like that. But anyway, uh, they're putting in their bid to get him from the Miami Dolphins, and it is hilarious. The Bengals are absolutely terrible. They are 0-5. They look like dogs out there. Their people are getting hurt left and right. Andy Dalton just needs to roll over. He is done. He was already a mediocre quarterback, but he is done. And the Cardinals got their first win. And, I mean, Kyler Murray, he had 253 yards. He didn't have a spectacular game uh, on the in the air, but on the ground, he, he played a hell of a yeah, he he was a factor, man. He had ninety three yards, and I mean they. This game was a dreadful game, <laughs> to be real with you. Just a little bit I saw from Red Zone, but I mean the Bengals they they got to make some shit shake seriously, but we know they won't. The Atlanta Falcons they sorry asses lost to the Houston Texans fifty three to thirty two. You can say what you want about the Falcons scoring thirty two points on the Texans, but. Man, Deshaun Watson threw for five touchdowns. Five touchdowns, three of them uh, to Fuller, who was the wide receiver that emerged as the X factor in the game that involved Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. But Fuller, 14 receptions, 217 yards, and he pulled in three touchdowns. Actually, a fucking fool. If you had him in fantasy, you definitely won your game, or you should have. And Deshaun Watson, I mean, 426 yards, five touchdowns. And uh, he had 47 yards on the ground as well. Played an exceptional game, and he's another uh, one of those exceptional black quarterbacks that we're having the privilege of seeing right now in this golden age of black quarterbacks. Like, I've always been a Deshaun Watson guy, even when he was playing with Clemson and, you know, having those uh, excellent championship games against the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. I've always thought he was the man, and uh, when he was going through the draft process, they kind of tried to t- downplay him. But nah, nah, he's he's the real deal, uh, and I wish him all the best, man. He's one of those kids that I hope gets to go to the Super Bowl and just really show the world how great he is. So, shout out to Deshaun Watson. Uh, yet another <laughs> black quarterback playing some exceptional ball. Uh, the New Orleans Saints scored a win, 31 to uh, 24, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Saints are first in the NFC South. When I myself on this show said, "Hey, they may go what?" I think I said like two and four, maybe, without Drew Brees. They proved me wrong. I have no problem with being wrong. The Saints look good. Bridgewater had four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, man. And he did his part to get his team to victory. Uh, but quiet is his kill. Jameis Winston has actually been playing decent ball, man. You sure he only had 204 yards passing, but he had two touchdowns. So, I mean, you know, that's more efficient than usual. No interceptions. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's <laughs> turning the corner because he did have a fumble, even though he didn't, 
losing. Uh, but yeah, he's played he's played much better. I mean, last week, last week he clowned, man. He clowned and helped the team get on his way to over fifty points. So uh, that was interesting. But the main story, like I said, is Teddy Bridgewater playing playing a Drew Brees like game. Uh, twenty six to thirty four, three hundred fourteen yards, and he had four passing touchdowns. Of course, he was helped by uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, uh, also who's caught two of those touchdowns. But uh, I love what I'm seeing from Bridgewater. I'm glad he bounced back from that horrific injury some years ago. And yeah, New Orleans is marching on. Uh, next up, the Minnesota Vikings crush the New York Giants. I mean, absolutely crush them. That's the hype for Daniel Jones has died down a little bit. Uh, the, I mean, the, the Giants are dogs, too. Anytime you let Kirk Cousins get uh, 22 or 27 for 306 yards and two touchdowns, yeah, you trash because he's not that great of a quarterback. Uh, now, Davin Cook played an exceptional game, but he's had an exceptional year. I think he's going to win the rushing title unless Zeke just goes off, which he's he's good for doing. But Davin Cook uh, had um, 132 yards on 21 rushes. No touchdowns, surprisingly. But, hey, he kicked ass. He just beat the shit out of everybody. So, uh, all is well as long as you're winning. Uh, but word on the street is Stefan Diggs still wants a trade out. So, let's see uh, how that goes, how that all plays out. Uh, and, I mean, they use like a 1,000 running backs over with the New York Giants. So, they need they need Saquon Barkley back in a hurry. And a game with a super surprising result. The Chicago Bears fell to the Oakland Raiders. And the Oakland Raiders, by the way, are second in the AFC West. And, um, yeah, the Bears are now third in the NFC North. And that defense is dominant. But, my God, they need an offense like yesterday. It's crazy. And the Oakland Raiders, they spoiled Khalil Mack's uh, homecoming party. But he playing on just... <laughs> he planned on just killing everyone, but he only escaped with, um, or came out of the game with three tackles. Uh, so he made a difference because that's just what he does, but it wasn't the impact that he would like. Uh, Chase Daniel was, had 22 of uh, 30. He's completed 22 of 30 attempts for 30, 231 yards, uh, two passing touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, and the, the offense just... I don't know, they looked a little pedestrian to me. Uh, so, yeah, anytime you fall to the Oakland Raiders, now, maybe it was the jet lag because they did play the game in London, but nah. nah. Philadelphia Eagles continue their winning ways. They uh, beat the Jets 31 to 6. The Jets are 0 4, but of course they're not in the tour um, contest or the tour, the tour acquisition race to be the worst team in the NFL because they already have their quarterback who, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's still out with Mono. Um, <laughs> this game was terrible also, man. And Le'Veon Bell, as great as he is, it, it's crazy. Like, he's not making as much of a difference as you would think he would. Um, and it's just crazy how all three of what the killer bees, Roethlis, Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell kind of haven't done anything. Uh, Big Ben is out. 
Antonio Brown is out of the league as it seems, and Le'Veon Bell just—he isn't that impact player, and it kind of justifies the Steelers not paying him. Um, but the Eagles look really good, man. Overall, they just have a a solid team uh, that's you know they're primed for a Super Bowl run. I just don't have them quite making the Super Bowl and just recreating that magic that they had. But yeah, they're they're an incredible team. They're going to be tough come playoff time, no doubt. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they went in. It's a slugfest like usual. Uh, probably the best game of the uh, the Sunday matchups. Baltimore beat the Steelers by three points, 26-23. Steelers fall to 1-4. Baltimore Ravens fall to, I mean, I'm sorry, rise to 3-2 and, and are now first in the AFC North, pending the result from the San Francisco and um, – the uh, Cleveland Browns game is going to be played on Monday Night Football. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 19 of 28, uh, for 161 yards and one passing touchdown, but he had three interceptions. It's, the, it's probably the quietest or sloppiest game that I've seen him play. On the other hand, he did have 70 yards. He, he's always interesting that he has that to fall back on, and it's the one thing that, you know, defenses still don't quite have an answer for it, but the Steelers did a good job of containing him. Uh, the other big thing was uh, Rudolph, the quarterback for the Steelers. He went down, um, appearing to be went down. He appeared to go down with a concussion. Basically was knocked out, man, and everyone was concerned. Uh, they pulled him out of the game. Uh, it looks like he's going to make a, a, you know, a speed of recovery, but prayers out to him, nothing but good vibes I uh, hope you come back healthy the Buffalo Bills uh, beat the Tennessee Titans 14-7 and <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are 4-1 and one, man, and it took the Patriots to beat them that defense is stout like they held the Patriots in check in week 4 they made Tom Brady look old look as old as he is and I don't know, it's just a team that that's highly entertaining in the way they play defense. Uh, Jared, uh, Jared Allen, he's—I mean, Josh Allen. I'm sorry, he's playing some some good. He's playing some good ball right now. I wouldn't call him like a star or anything. He's a middle of the road quarterback right now. Frank Gore looks revitalized, but he always looks revitalized wherever he goes because he's damn near immortal. There was a question as to whether he's a Hall of Famer. I think so. Definitely, you can put, you know, make the case for him. But yeah, this this Buffalo team just looks—they look solid. I'm not gonna say they look good, but they look solid. Uh, Tennessee—they continue their woes. They're just very wishy-washy. Uh, they fall to two and three, and fourth in the AFC South. I don't really care about them because they're not gonna make a splash here or there. But you know, it just is what it is. Uh, the New England Patriots squash. The Washington Redskins, thirty-three to seven. I'm not even going to go over any stat lines or anything like that. The big story coming out of this was at five, shortly after five a.m. this morning, um, Jay Gruden was fired from the Washington R's, and I knew it was coming. I didn't. I thought they were actually going to fire him last week. After his team just looked like they virtually quit on him. Uh, but they took a little extra time. They let them completely fall apart against the New England Patriots. And 
man, the R's quit. The players just quit on him. Everybody just quit on Jay Gruden. And from what I'm hearing uh, from a source inside of the, the organization, they're saying it's just it's a godsend that he's not there anymore. Like, the chemistry has immediately gotten better now that Jay Gruden is gone, man. And if you're looking for another coaching job, this is the last thing you want your former employer to say about you. But the Redskins, they're also – I hate calling them the Redskins because it's kind of a, a racial slur. So I try to call them the Washington R's. Bear with me on that. Um, and I apologize to anybody who may have been offended by that name, but I, I just hate it. Um, but, yeah, they're they're pretty much dogs, man, and they'll be getting a top pick, but they won't be going after two either because they have Dwayne Haskins there. And speaking of him, they're saying the only reason he's not starting right now is because he just can't really get a grasp of the playbook. So, of course, that's concerning. Uh, the Denver Broncos, this fucking game right here, ladies and gentlemen, every time we have a solid team in Los Angeles, every time the Chargers have a solid team, we just we just roll over for people. We should have beat the Broncos. They came in the game 0-4. We should have beat them, man. Like, really? 20 to 13, we can only muscle up 13 points? It's just it's just awful. It's, it's awful. And we got Melvin Gordon back. He and Eckler couldn't do shit. Uh, and Denver Broncos' defense is respectable, but it just... All those hopes and dreams, man. And I'm like, Dad. then you sit up and... and in your division, you look across the way and Patrick fucking Mahomes is there. Just being great. He just, I love my quarterback. I love Phillip Rivers. I think he's one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks of our generation. And it's just nothing. It's nothing. Anyway, moving on. Uh, last week, uh, in week four, Dallas took a L to the um, New Orleans Saints. And their losses continued. One of the best jokes I've heard out of this is you can't spell Dallas without back-to-back L's. And I thought that was absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys, they still are first in the NFC East uh, with a 3-2 record. Uh, The Packers are first in the NFC North um, with a 4-1 record. And the Packers' defense was stout. Like, for the Cowboys to even get 24 points, that's suggesting that the game was closer than it actually was. Some of it was garbage time. The Packers were kicking their ass, man. And Aaron Rodgers looks so, so fucking happy to have a defense. That he loves it. And he didn't throw any touchdowns for him. He didn't have to. His damn running back ran for 107 yards and had four touchdowns. Like, he had the game sold up. It was nothing. So, the Packers look great. Packers definitely look like a Super Bowl contender at this point. Um, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, who I picked on the cultural sports to go to the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots, not so much. They don't look good at all. Dak Prescott is trying to get paid, and he's looking like he's giving them a reason not to pay him as much. So, <sighs> Well, Dallas fans, there's always next week, I suppose. Whatever. Uh, last game that we're going to cover today, Indianapolis Colts beat 
the Kansas City Chiefs in a huge upset, 19-13. They are second in the AFC South. And the Texans, the Colts, it, it makes me think, how would this team be if Andrew Luck had been healthy enough to stick around? Because Jacoby Brissett is, he's playing great. He's playing some solid, solid ball right now. Uh, not committing a whole bunch of mistakes, even though he had one interception. He's not picking, committing a whole bunch of mistakes. Um, their running back, Marlon Mack, he went off. He was really the, the big, um, uh, let's see, he was the big X factor in this game. Uh, he had 132 yards, and it wasn't a, a whole lot of uh, touchdown scoring. Jacoby Brissett. Of course, scored the uh, long touchdown for the NFL, I mean, for the Colts offense, and they held Pat Mahomes mostly in check. Uh, outside of an incredible touchdown, because off a video game played by Pat Mahomes, Kansas City wasn't doing a whole lot, man, and he really can't do it by himself. Like he he needs a little extra help. Uh, he has a defense that continuously lets him down, but. He did what he was supposed to do. He did what he could do, and they just couldn't get the W. So, uh, we'll, we'll just see how it goes uh, moving forward. Uh, so, with all that, that's it for the NFL recap. Uh, like I said, the Joker review is coming up. I'm going to bring uh, AD and Leslie in from the Off Topic podcast over at uh, the Black Excellence and Ignorance side of the world. <laughs> And, yeah, we're just going to break down Joker and get into a couple other topics like the NBA preseason. So, after a word from uh, my, I guess I would say, um, my contributors. Yeah, we'll go with that. After a word from my contributors or uh, associates, yeah. After a word from my associates. We'll be back to talk Joker and a whole lot more. So keep it locked on the unapologetic experience. We'll see you on the other side. People want good content. People want to feel good. People want to feel uplifted and empowered, informed and protected, black and proud, black and unapologetic, black and joyful, black and and free we can and do play a major role in turning those desires into realities at black with no chaser black joy is found here think black live black unapologetically bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. Welcome back to the Unapologetic Experience. Today I am joined by two very special guests, as I said earlier. 
Leslie from the Off Topic uh, podcast, Black Excellence in Ignorance, and Black with No Chase. Leslie, tell everybody what's up. Man, that's a lot of titles. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. You, you out here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> niggas, my resume is growing, man. <laughs> yeah, right, pretty soon we're going to be saying ESPN and shit like that. Right. Uh, and, of course, a uh, frequent friend of the show, AD, who's also from the Black Excellence and Ignorance podcast, uh, Off Topic. Just tell people what's up, man. Hey, man, how's it going? Ready to talk about some stuff. Uh, yeah, that's what we do on here, talk about stuff. It's a great way to bring it <laughs> in, AD. Uh, but... On a more serious note, uh, the reason I got you guys here is, shit, y'all two of the most intelligent blurs I know, and a very um, hot topic movie came out over the past weekend, Joker Drop, star Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro, and I mean, it was met with a lot of, um, I guess, polarizing reactions. Uh, overall, I thought the movie was straight, uh, I enjoyed it, I don't think the um, issues that people brought up were really all that warranted. But I just want to hear what you all thought about the movie initially, and then we'll get into some other topics. So, Leslie, what did you think, man? Yeah, man. So, I thought the movie was a great performance. It was a great performance in a good movie. Um, I equated to sort of like Training Day, how Denzel, you know, carried the movie, and he was, you know, because the plot was a little iffy. And the same thing with this one, right? I mean, it wasn't necessarily... Um, you know, just an outstanding supporting cast. But as far as Joaquin Phoenix's performance, I thought he did a great job um, in 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 displaying his mental health or lack thereof. And you know, in the rich versus poor, that was something that was in the background. But to him personally, to Joker, um, it was an afterthought. And I really did think that his intentions, right, in the Joker, if we're just sort of getting into his his whole his whole outlook on life were selfishness and insanity. I mean, you know, like I was saying, the rich versus poor was a platform, but his insanity and the way people around him reacted to his insanity led to his actions. Um, and I love the way that they sort of drew that out, especially at the end when he was on the talk show with Robert De Niro. And, you know, and he was like, I don't care about that. You know, when Robert De Niro was asking him about whether or not he cared about the protests and all that shit, he was like, I'll go. I really don't give a fuck about that. That's not what I meant. Like, that, that wasn't my whole deal. It was, I, I shot those Wayne employees because essentially they were, they were fucking with them. You know, so, you know, like, I, I thought that that was, that that was creative. One of the things that um, I sort of had a little bit of a gripe with was that, it wasn't, it wasn't a comic book movie, right? It was a movie based on a comic book, and I sort of knew that going in. But at the same time, I wish there was there were more. There was more Joker or the shit that we love about Joker displayed in the movie. I thought they did a pretty good job during the subway chase scene, of sort of um, having that Joker feel to it, to where he escaped, you know, some shit. He just sort of, you know, like just sort of escaped something, you know, unnoticed, and and, and just sort of hopped away and skipped away. I thought that was great, but as uh, as far as a movie, it really should have been called, you know, Arthur Fleck, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I felt, man. Like yeah. after a while, you're like, okay, and no disrespect to the movie, and I understand what they were going for, but after a while, you're like, when am I gonna see Joker? And I agree, he didn't become Joker till that subway scene when he just faded into the background of the chaos, which I thought was beautifully shot, just the way he kind of walked off and let. Um, 
that the the protesters kind of handle the cops for them and cause sure. chaos. And that was just that's a classic Joker thing to do to what? start some shit and not finish the shit. Well, <laughs> if if they if they if they'd have called it anything else, man, no one would have went the same. Oh, of course not. <laughs> yeah, so Hell that was nah. really kind of smart to call it to call it Joker. Yeah, and to you know and to make that kind of motif. A Joker motif, the comic book, uh, a sort of surrounding and undergrounding issue. Uh, I'm sorry, foundational issue. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason they did it because they know people were going to go see it. But I don't think that was the intention. Although they did give us a little bit of uh, some Bruce Wayne and and uh, that crime alley scene. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool, but I feel like uh, it's like Leslie said. It's not so much a comic book movie, it's just a story or a movie with comic book characters in it. And I kind of felt like the Wayne, the whole Wayne plot line, as far as Bruce being involved, was kind of obligatory. But it, it worked. And I liked it too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I agree. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, like, I, I like the way they set up Crime Alley. Um... And, and you saw it coming, right? Yeah, when you, you did. Down, uh, like, yeah. Oh, are they finna do this? Are yeah. they gonna do this? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And <laughs> what I really liked about it, um, have you all ever seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm? Of course. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. one of my favorite scenes, I think it's one of the most iconic scenes in any Batman movie, is when you get the birth of Batman and the birth of Phantasm at the same time. When uh, the girl who is Phantasm, sorry, spoilers, but the girl who is Phantasm, <laughs> right, you right. see her making that transition to becoming Phantasm, and then Batman finally puts the mask on, and Alfred says, you know, basically, holy shit, like, you scary as fuck right now. And I think they kind of mimic that scene with the birth of Bruce Wayne, or the birth of Batman technically, and the birth of Joker when he stands on top of the car after um, recovering from what had to be a concussion. Man, uh, I just... God, now I gotta go back and watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> oh my God, dog. That's, I can't remember the scenes. I, I know it was a great movie. Oh yeah. I can't remember that. That scene is fucking awesome. It, like, if they ever made that movie like a, uh, a, a live action take on it, oh shit, you got, you got 200 mil in the box office easily. A lot of people felt like that was like the best Batman movie for a long time, you know, oh, yeah. including like the you know live action version. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So yeah. I ain't mad at that. Uh, but the interesting thing is we've had so many conversations just about this movie and about DC movies in the past. If anybody wants to go back and listen to Off Topic, Leslie finds <laughs> a way to shit on DC every. <laughs> yeah. Once an episode, man. Every God, episode, please. man. <laughs> it is usually Bro, out of nowhere. I'm yeah. trying to hold back on mentioning fucking Jared Leto's Joker. I'm trying to oh, hold back. No, oh, I man. want to bring it up. <laughs> I want to bring it up. So Officially the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's kind of, it's, it's gotten to the point where you got to feel bad for him. Because even yeah. the Jokers on Gotham are better than his was. Godly. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I, ain't never even, I ain't never watched one of those. Dude, go on YouTube and watch one of the Joker scenes off Gotham. They keep yeah, acting like, his like it's pretty, I've seen the YouTube clips. You're right, Jay. I haven't seen, like, episodes, but I've seen the Joker YouTube Dude, clips. he's acting his ass off on there, man. Seriously. But, you know, to, to be fair, though, man, you can't compare this Joker to that Heath... I'm not Heath Ledger. Him either, but the Jerry Leto Joker either. It's not the same character. No, not at all, man. Yeah, but yeah. all of the Jokers kind of 
are different, and I like that. Like well, all, all of them are different, but all of them are kind of the same. And yeah, Jared they're all just completely just just said fuck it. Let me just make him a fucking thug. Like yeah, he was like fucking yeah. Tupac. It was yeah. a Tupac. <laughs> he, he was. He had the tattoos on his stomach. Yeah, and shit. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he missed the whole part. He, he didn't seem insane to me. At least it, it didn't come across. It, he seemed like you said a thug and a gangster or whatever and a criminal, but he didn't seem criminally insane. And that's kind of what know? I liked about his take on the Joker. It it was so different. Like, he wasn't a psychopath, but I can see the issues that people would have with it. He's honestly one of my wife's um, favorite ones. Is him, of course, Heath Ledger is probably her top one, but she actually liked that. But now that she's seen Joaquin, I think, I, I, I should ask her that. I think she has Joaquin up there with Heath now, which I don't wow. have a problem with that because... It's an exceptional performance, man, and I think he's gonna win the Oscar. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely. I mean, again, to, to talk to talk about what Leslie just said, I mean, the movie was good, but his performance was just exquisite. Yeah. I would say probably his best performance ever, um, and he's got a lot of great. He got a lot of good there. ones, man. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I think he uh, was nominated for her his yeah. performance in that, and I. But this was this was off the chain, man. This was crazy. Um, and the movie overall, man, when I walked out of it, I didn't know if I liked it or not. You know, I had to sit. You know, I had to sit and really just think about it. Like, do I like this movie? Is that and because it, is that is that because it didn't spoon feed you the the ending and shit, or like <laughs> it happened? Well, you know, the more I thought about that ending, I know we had some conversations about it, man. And I'm, I'm just this. I'm of the mindset that what we saw is what it was. There mm-hmm. there weren't no twists. Like, the movie, when there was, like, something we were supposed to, uh, I guess, know, the movie gave it to us, like, with the Zazzy Beats thing. But I think we're making up theories, like, with the whole maybe the movie was in his head and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't don't think that's what it was. I think it it just, the movie is what it told us it was. Right, a crazy yeah. dude who got caught and ended up in the insane asylum. And, and uh, that's and the who, way I took it, man. Like I yeah. think everything happened um, that that you saw that you know definitely yeah. contributed to him becoming a Joker. But go ahead, what you were saying? No, no, you're right. Everything that we saw happened, happened, and then if it didn't happen, the movie told us it didn't happen. Right. Um, that's the way so, I walked away from it. Okay, including the Thomas Wayne uh, trope. What specific part? Like him just being the father? I don't think he was so, the father. Yeah, I so think let the me dude let was me adopted s- and and um, like I just thought his mom was crazy too because they they made that pretty clear that she was nuts. Uh, and maybe that picture, that thing that she wrote that he wrote on the back of the picture was just something he wrote as some as being nice. But I don't think it led to him being the father. Well, it didn't comp- I, it's not. Comp- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't think he was the father either. I think she wrote that. On there. And just for the listeners, uh, for those that have already seen it, we're talking about whether Thomas Wayne, like halfway through the movie, is said that Thomas Wayne is uh, Arthur Flick's father. Which would make him the father of the Joker. He was. He He was so confident that he wasn't his son. And then I don't know how old was the Joker in this movie. Like, I put him in his 30s. I mean, like, is he like 30 something? Mm -hmm. Because, you know. Yeah, like in his early 30s. Okay, okay. Yeah. I guess that could have been. Then I guess that could have been his son. But at some point, I'm like, man, how old is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, could he even be this dude's son? They like they the same age. Uh, but overall, man, just I want to go back to the movie. Just when I walked out of it, I had to think about it. Like initially, I didn't know if I liked it, mm-hmm. so I just said I didn't like it. But then the more I thought about it, 
I'm like, you know what? This was a great movie. This is a good movie, I'm sorry. With a great performance, like Leslie said. But it's not the movie for me, right? Yeah. It's not my kind of movie. Um, and what's crazy is I've evolved over the years because if you would have asked me 10, 15 years ago, I told you this movie was great, and it is my kind of movie. But because of comic book movies, man, and just action uh, movies over the years, I've become just kind of accustomed to that's what I like, right? Now, I do watch Mindhunter and other things like that, but for the most part, I like action comic book movies, man. I've kind of just, I guess, dumbed it down a little bit. Um, and not having a Batman to kind of offset this Joker just didn't make, just made the movie not for me. You know, again, I'm not saying the movie was trash or mm-hmm. went good or anything like that. I'm just saying it's not in my wheelhouse. I still don't kind of appreciate what they were trying to do, the the message they were trying to portray. Sometimes the kind of the messages were kind of heavy-handed. <laughs> you know, like they're yeah. beating you over the head with it, like corruption and and government corruption and rich people and and it was obvious shots at Trump. Obvious yeah, shots yeah, at Trump, yeah, man. Yeah, obvious, like, man. That's basically who, like, Thomas Wayne was basically yeah, Tom, Ronald uh, Donald Reagan. Trump. Yeah, and right, Ronald Reagan. Right, right. Yeah, Ronald Reagan with the just, the well. Uh, with the welfare queen comment, yeah. you know, or is right. just, just shit no more people. Yeah, it, it was just it was obvious, man. But you know, good. And I, I do want to adjust the whole you know SJW backlash, man. Again, I was just the about violence to bring in this up. movie, the violence in the movie, to me wasn't over the top. Yeah. The motivations weren't over the top. I don't think this movie would incite violence no more than like Psycho would or or Jason or. Um, you know, any of the other violent movies we've seen over the past, right? Mm-hmm. If people are going to do crazy stuff, they're just going to do it. You don't need a movie to uh, incite them, right? But, but um, like, people, I think people still got PTSD from the perception of the Heath Ledger Joker inciting violence from the uh, from the Colorado shooting. Yeah, I, I think, think that. And well, then you got the whole other shootings that just happened recently, too. Yeah. Know, coming fresh like, off that. But I think the PTSD from, like, the guy who was dressed as Joker came up in there sh- killing 13, 14 people in Colorado movie theater really did trigger life. But you're right. I mean, on top of the mass shootings, even though we should be fairly fucking numb to mass shootings at this point. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, that's I, a whole different conversation. Yeah, it happens man. like fucking once every two months. But, you know, um, yeah. So, yeah. But like, the, but I think that people were suffering from PTSD from that. But this movie is a great insight into why things like that happen. Again, I don't want to excuses for it, yeah. but a lot of the reason, you know, you see the violence that you see is because people are living in destitution and and poverty. But more importantly, man, mental illness is going untreated. They're cutting funding. They're cutting, uh, that was the you know, programs to treat at. those things, man. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I don't want to make excuses for people because people do horrible things. They're horrible people. But I think you can't ignore the mental illness aspect of, you know, these heinous crimes being committed. So, you know. Right. I agree. And one of the things about the mental illness and going back to you guys point about whether or not it was Joker's reality or not, what was and what wasn't, Mm -hmm. man. So a close family member of mine had schizophrenia. And one of the things that she suffered from was this ability to really know what was real or not. Right. So she would tell multiple stories at one time. Um, you know, she would blabber and that blabbering would lead to you sort of having to really try to keep up to what she was saying. And this was my, you know, this is my aunt. She helped raise me. I mean, really smart, uh, but just suffered from, just, just had a mental breakdown 
when she was like before I was born, when she was in college, which really hits, which usually is when schizophrenia hits someone in the early twenties. But really? um, and and so one of the things that I've always sort of known about the Joker, one of the things that sort of one of the underbellies of the Joker's character is that his 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 perception on reality is different from everyone else's, really. Because and I thought Heath Ledger did a great job with sort of. Um, alluding to that when he was telling multiple stories of how he got the scars. Um, I think this movie did a great job of sort of paying an eye to that when they were, you know, like with Zaza Beats. Um, um, shit, how you say your name? Zaza. Zaza, Zaza. I keep saying Zazzy. Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats. Sure, and I thought that they did a great job. And so, you know, like, so maybe it was, you know, what they showed us. Maybe what, you know, so that's one of the the sort of the beauties about this type of standalone movie um, is that I guess we can't just fucking theorize, almost almost theorize away, right? Yeah. Like, is, is there even going to be another one? So let's get to that. That was going to yeah. be the next thing we were going to talk about. Okay. They've already said, uh, the director came out, Joaquin also came out and said, this is it. This is a one-off. It's done. Yeah, he'll never do it. He's not going to do it. Over the weekend... <laughs> Oh. Uh, and I talked about this um, right. at the beginning of the show. Breaking Joker news. made no, no, not at all. <laughs> oh. Joker <laughs> made two hundred forty-eight plus million dollars. Boom! Yeah, more than Justice League. It <laughs> is. <laughs> it is my belief that Warner Brothers is on their way to his house right now with a, a damn uh, what's the name of that truck with all the money in it? The Brinks. <laughs> Loomis. The Brinks. Yeah, a Brinks. Yeah, they're going to pull up and they are going to beg him to come back and do not even another Joker to be a part of another Batman. I don't think he's going to do it. I just don't see how that will work. Okay. Man, I, it was crazy. Bruce yeah. Was- and, and, yeah, and that's why I don't think he's going to do it because he's not going to see how that's going to work. And Warner Brothers, we know Warner Brothers. You remember um, when Nolan said that The Dark Knight Rises is it. They were begging him to allow that Batman to be in Man of Steel, and it just wasn't going to work out. I'm glad they didn't. So, okay, wait a minute. So I just, I just really did a quick Google search on, like, Joker, another movie, question mark, some shit. Anyway, uh-huh. Screen Rant just published... Screen Rant published something to where um, Joaquin Phoenix was on Popcorn with Peter Travis. Yeah. Travers. And uh, the Joker's star addresses a viewer question about Arthur Fleck being a dream role, to which he responds with simple no. But Phoenix then reveals that he can't stop thinking about it and goes on to discuss how he and Phillips had to have have discussed what else they might be able to do. According to Phoenix, Joker ended up being a dream role, but he doesn't know for sure if he wants to further explore the character. Still, Phoenix acknowledges the possibilities are endless. I just do not want to see see another Batman-Joker dynamic, man. Let's move on. Batman has a a deep and rich rogues gallery. He does. Let's explore that a little bit. And I always think, by the way, I uh, spoke about it in the introduction of the show, uh, there apparently is going to be a Mr. Freeze movie. That's so fucking stupid. Well, I don't know about making a Mr. Freeze movie. I can see it working as a revenge tale if you go with the Bruce Tim version. I can see it working that way, but that's not the main point. The main point is right. Mr. Freeze is a really, really good Batman villain that you can yes. make a movie about. You don't make a Mr. Freeze without Batman. I, I said the same thing about Joker. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I, mean, but I, I feel that way still. For me personally, 
I don't want to see Joker without Batman, and I really only want to see them two again. Period. You <laughs> well, know. But that's the other thing, though. DC sort of caught themselves in a bit of a, of a bit of a conundrum because, like, <laughs> like what are they going to do if they try to do the Joker? Bat, like, like you're right. I think they can't bring in Joker for a long fucking time. Yeah, I think Batman that we're done with. Because, like, what are you gonna do? Bring back fucking Jared Leto as Joker in the Batman in the Batman movie with uh, with which one call it? And, and I don't even think that's the same universe. And his, I don't think so. It's not. Not. It's right, exactly. Not. It's not. So what? And then you can't bring in a Joker after this fucking Joaquin Phoenix performance. So on our last conversation on off topic, I brought up the three Joker storyline that's going on in DC and Aaron said he wanted to hear about it here it is and I don't think they're going to do this because this is too comic booky. it's just recently been come, come to the uh, well not recently maybe a couple years now Batman is aware that there are three different Jokers that he's met over his lifetime one Joker is the one that um, I think he was like the one in the Bruce Timm universe Kind of like the one that was in those comics at that time. Another okay. Joker is the one that kind of is like uh, Jack Nicholson, which um, they said was like a big time gangster. And the last Joker and the most interesting one is the one that's immortal and was bathed in the um, the Lazarus pits from Ra's al Ghul. And ah, that's an interesting take. It is. Because that makes him even more insane. Two of them imitated the immortal one is the big reveal. Like, they saw him, and when that one goes away, one of them kind of imitated his gimmick, and the last one did the same thing. The last one is the one that uh, has the face that he carved his own face off, but he plastered it on with some, like, paper clips. That one is just, you know, crazy. But the immortal Joker, the badass one, is uh, he is the only one that can stand toe-to-toe with Batman. And he reveals to Batman, I've been letting you win a lot of times because it's so fun. It's so fun having you to just keep chasing me over and over again. So it's too comic booky, like I said. But if they really wanted to put forth an effort to consolidate all of these Jokers into like one universe, that would be the way to do it. Sure. Or just just have like Arthur Fleck as sort of this inspiration. Or throw both of them away and just do a brand new one with the Lazarus pit. That shit yeah. sound dope. That shit is dope, man. Like, if you see that Joker, he he took Batman to the limit. Really. Hmm. Yeah. It was it was a really dope story. I think it was called Endgame. And, uh, like, it, it, <laughs> he's he basically decided he wanted to kill Batman. Bro, like, we got yeah. it. You know what? You should have him and not in as... If, Again, not as as big as Thanos, but you can have him like when you're making these Batman movies, you can have him lurking in the background, right? Yeah. Just watching, yeah. As Batman fighting all these different villains across movies, and then maybe bring him in after two or three, to you know, to kind of make him a, a sparring partner, partner. Or whatever. I actually but, loved how Batman begins um, at the end of the movie, and they sort of just sort of threw away that clearly that version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And Gordon gave him the. The, the, the car, Joker, that car, shit was so yeah. dope. Like, you, know, you know, he was like, he has a, he has a fondness for, uh, for operas like you and shit. What, theatrics, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, right. And then yeah, then I mean, Batman, the Ledger's Joker, but that's what they were hinting. Yeah, it. and he I just, that, yeah, that's what I liked when he said that he was like, I, I look into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, overall, 
if we gotta rank all the Jokers, of course Heath is number one. Um, I put Joaquin. I don't know. I've been struggling with this. Is it Joaquin or Jack? I don't put him in the rankings. I just really? don't. Because not he's not Batman's Joker. Okay, he didn't have a Batman have to play off of. Now, if you want to say let's let's talk about villains, uh, greatest villains of all time, or greatest like crazy people of all time. Oh, absolutely. Also, also, Aaron, to your point about, I remember you were you were saying before the movie started that you did not want this motherfucker to be an antihero. How and much he did. of the line was he antihero compared to a villain? And that's kind of like why I ain't like him either. Never really got his comeuppance. And again, he's telling it from his point of view, and everyone's a hero from their point of view, right? I bet if you right. asked Hitler, he thought he was a hero. But the way the movie kind of portrayed him, he still came across as empathetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, did, I think people yeah. can feel why he did what he did, but the dude was a fucking but, psycho. No, but you can't make a movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, in Hollywood, Hollywood cannot make a movie. Audience testing would fucking go berserk if you make just a straight-up, just evil motherfucker. Like, I, like without having... Without, a, without an antagonist. Without a yeah, protagonist. Right, without mm-hmm. an antagonist. Right, or a protagonist, whatever. Right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, man, but... I mean, it wasn't so off-putting that it, you know, just took me completely out of the movie or anything like that. But I just did not want to have this situation where, you know what, it wasn't as bad as, like, Maleficent, right? And I use that as an example. Like, they just completely rewrote her story and made her a hero. Yeah, they did. Like, they didn't do that. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. They, he still did evil shit, and he never, like, turned around and, and started doing good shit. He stayed evil until the end. He actually killed somebody at the end. It seemed like he killed a the therapist at the end. Yeah. So he was evil. So like you, you can't take that away from him. It just seems like he was empath like they were trying to make him empathetic to the audience, man. And again, everyone's a hero from their point of view. No matter like I bet if you ask Jeffrey Dahmer, he probably felt like he, yeah. he was supposed to do that. Well no, you know, like, Jeffrey Dahmer stated that he didn't he didn't Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't always I don't always think <laughs> A better example I'm, is I I've gone into the serial killer yeah. <laughs> Oh you going down that oh you going down that rabbit hole? <laughs> oh, oh after my no, my hunter opened up my fucking world. <laughs> He's fucking Jer- Jeffrey Dahmer, man, like good God, dude. Yeah. He was fucking but, but insane. You know, yeah, and, and they killed him in prison. Like, bro, he yeah. could not escape that shit. Like, niggas were like, nah, play. Because, you know, he's he mostly black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Like, right. He, yeah. he did live a long time, though. Oh, well, yeah, hell yeah, well, shit, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's not a big guy. He should have been dead. Bro. Like, I'm just saying, like, come on. Nah, like, so he used to give people sleeping pills. And so, 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 like, you... You see him across the yard and just take him out. Yeah, like you yeah. I mean, obviously if he out of prison, he can trick you into killing you. But like just straight up, he's out of force. Like you, you better beat his yeah. ass. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> In prison. Where he has no sleeping pills to give you or nothing. You know, but I don't know. Niggas I'm probably just thought you were crazy to stay away from him. I'm surprised someone hasn't made a shit about this, especially with his tar- as far as like racial yeah, uh, shit's concerned because you know one of the one of the motherfuckers escaped his apartment, and but a cop like sent him back into the fucking apartment. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, I he had up. Yeah, and Jeffrey Dahmer had fucking uh, put a put like drilled a hole in his head, put his shit, put some fluid or substance in his fucking head. Thought he was dead. The motherfucker had escaped. Was in the fucking street like running around like a crackhead. Police came. 
Jeffrey Dahmer was like, oh, yeah, like, excuse me, this is my boyfriend or whatever. You know, like, you know, he was, you know, he's been diagnosed that, with some shit. The police were like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's where a lot of horror movies get their trope from, where, uh, yeah. like, the cop is right there and could catch him. And then they're so charismatic, they get the cop to trust them or whatever the case right. may be and take them back. They Most got that from that story. Like yeah. <laughs> And also because he was fucking black or brown. He was one of them. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And then nobody cares. Like, people just don't care about black and brown people, man. I mean, shit, look at the... Okay, nothing. Anyway, <laughs> I had to go down this whole bottom jeans thing, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Did, we done already talked yeah. about that shit. Yeah, man. But, 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 just to, I guess, come back to full circle. Uh, one thing that we spoke about was uh, you and I kind of had an exchange out of I made that sound more adversarial than I intended to be, but we had an exchange about ba- uh, rated our Batman being released. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. that 248 million plus make you feel like one? I don't think they have the balls to do it, but it could be done. Do you feel like it will be received as well as Joker has? So let me ask you this. So his, his box office was 248 mm-hmm. worldwide. Worldwide. Open? Yeah. Hmm. That's Man, Avengers you know, number. That's I, Avengers one numbers, by the way. Is it? Is okay. Yeah. So I mean, numbers. I don't know, man. Because is that the same audience? Like, are you going to get those people back? I don't you see why you wouldn't. And and what am I losing? Are they going to offset what I'm losing? I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you got it. You could do it. You could do a rated R uh, Batman movie, right? But here's the thing. You 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 can't be setting up like a, a a shared universe. Yeah, you can't do that. That's right. I think it, it should be, be like self-contained. Right, self-contained. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you can do it. People want to see that because people want to see Batman bruise and break people. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see him murder people though. That's right. The only thing. Right. And they obviously want to see him use obscenities, right? Like fucking shit. Yeah, and if you, Batman curses and shit. So yeah, if you use uh, if you do a, a rated R Batman, it also opens up the villains you can have. Bane would thrive in a rated R in a rated R setting. Killer Croc would be excellent in a rated R Batman movie. Of course, we just saw with Joker. I think Rachel Gould would be great in a rated R setting. I really want to see him done over again, but not really. You know what? No, take that back. I don't want to see any. I don't want to see anybody, any villain from Batman that I've already seen theatrically. Like none of them. I want to see Bran. You're not interested in this Jonah Hill Penguin. I'm not. He's not gonna be Penguin though. They say oh, he yeah. might be Riddler. Yeah, which is ridiculous no, too. Wait, hold on, hold on. So wait, say he's gonna be Riddler? That's what they're saying. I don't want that shit, man. That's, yeah, that's... he don't want to be. I don't think he wants to be a Penguin. And he's asking for like shit. What ten million or some shit? He might not even get the role. I don't think it's set yet because he's asking for more money than fucking Batman. And he, well, I mean, a... obviously, he don't want to play Penguin. That's what I'm reading, you know, different websites. You know what a missed opportunity is with Robert Pattinson and Batman, and I don't mind his casting so much as I did initially. I tried to tell you. You know what? Yeah, he can. You know what would have been great? If they would have went Batman Beyond and had uh, Michael Keaton be Bruce and had him be Terry. Mm. I don't want to see Terry McGinnis, man. Terry McGinnis was a badass. Man, don't 
talking about and nobody's going to see that. Oh, yeah, but yeah. like Michael Keaton, though. I mean, shit, how old is that motherfucker now? Yeah, shit, you you gotta he, have Bruce Wayne. He's become. I mean, you, can, you, can, you gotta have Bruce Wayne as Batman. Batman yeah, kicks exactly. ass. Batman. But Bruce, yeah. Bruce, I don't know, man, because Michael Keaton, first of all, in his elder years, has become an even better actor than he was when he was younger. Yeah, and, he's much more. And, and Bruce is supposed to be retired and old and teaching Terry McGinnis. No more old Batman. Yeah, and man. we definitely don't want no fucking Batman. I mean, see, you're a comic. We're like you're a comic guy, right? So you go see it regardless. <laughs> but we're just talking you're about it. Exactly. You're like, ooh, wait, they taking away from that comic book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's great. But the average nigga ain't going to see that. It's like, who? Terry Mahu? Nah, they bullshit. I ain't going. <laughs> like, you know, like if it ain't Bruce Wayne, if it ain't Clark Kent. If it ain't them type, them up, they not going. Like, but you know what? That's why I think that's why the villains are going to have to be somewhat recycled. Because just as your point about Batman, dog, the villains matter. And as far as I, don't, like, I disagree with, we went to see Killmonger. Villains, I mean, like familiar villains matter in especially these comic book movies nowadays. When motherfuckers like expect to have their villain to be good, you know, or want their villain to be good, I think, you know. Their arch nemesis, their commercialized arch nemesis, matter. Yeah, they they do. I mean, but we guys, they don't have to go like like into this deep road gallery, right? They can keep it with people we know, but it just can't. I just let me let me say this: I do not want to see the Joker again. I, I don't want to. see That's it. who we really come back to. Oh, somebody. you're going to see the Joker again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not not in the next movie. You know what I'm saying? I want. Oh, and I okay. also, I want to see somebody, man, who can fight. Like, I don't want to see the psychological thing. That's what I want. That's that. I want to see like, both like, of them. Hold on, hold on now, nigga. Now y'all, now y'all motherfuckers convinced Christopher Nolan that same thing for Dark Knight Rises. You see what the fuck happened then? No, I yeah, love Bane. But he made Batman stupid. Yeah, like, he like did, but, but <laughs> Bane... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, instead of getting the Riddler, we got fucking Bane. The physicality. But Bane is smart. He was, yeah, he, he was smart. Yeah, Bane is smart, but he's physically imposing. That's what, that, that, that's what Nolan wanted. I don't think like Deathstroke. Deathstroke is just as well, not just as smart as Batman, but he's smart. Yeah, Deathstroke. And he can throw them fucking hands. I know he's more of a Teen Titans villain, but dude, like you give me Deathstroke or you give me um, I won't say Bane. Killer, Sorry, DC, you tried to give you that man. Y'all ain't gonna yeah. see that damn movie. See, I wouldn't. <laughs> what movie? What was that? Somebody, uh, After Justice League, Justice League in credits, right? And then he, then he, he tried to give me. That's what I want, bro. We need. That's what we need, man. We need that. Yeah. That shit. Yeah, we but definitely with, with need better directors, true. though. Obviously, better screenwriters <laughs> yeah. and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit, they DC, you need to just burn that shit down. And I know they Aquaman and Wonder Woman made money, but I mean they gonna have to make a decision. They, I mean, because eventually gonna want to make another Justice League movie, right? So. You can't do it. They did two separate universes. That shit probably dead, to be honest with you. Man, it's no way they're not going to do it. That shit probably dead. Bro, don't just just say, just throw away the fucking DCEU. I don't even know why the fuck they making a damn Suicide Squad 2. Right, why they keep doing this? Like, nobody... They don't know neither, though. 84, I don't want... I'm not going to go see... Bro, it's going to take a lot to go see that shit. I'm going to go see Wonder Woman. I keep forgetting it's coming out. I keep yeah. it just coming out too. Like and then they got Cheetah as the villain, and they got fucking what's her name, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. How the fuck the that's cast, gonna work? Okay, the casting choices are the are my main issue. Hey, right. I yeah. I just can't see, and I like Kristen Kristen Wiig. I, I don't can't see her, see no, her in no damn Cheetah. cheetah. Right. Yeah, she's funny, her dry humor and shit, but yeah. no. Nah. Did you see her like throwing hands? Nope. I sure did. And then Gavin Dog can't act like. 
man, uh, that was a poor choice. <laughs> I mean, she's awful. I don't know who's worse, her or Jason Moore. He's awful too, man. Like I'm not just hating. Oh, on he him. he is such a bro, man. Like he just yeah, yeah. just yeah. doing that shit over action, and over again. Yeah. 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 yeah, So he needs to. They just need to just do away with that. Start with Batman. Uh, you know, shit. But who else left though? You got to bring Wonder Woman back. You got to bring Superman back if you want to have a DCEU. I mean, you got to bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like those are the main three. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't can't know do what it without them. The, oh, it's Shazam. Who made that suit, bro? Like, whoever did that I hate Shazam that suit. Costume, so, and there are so many better Shazam costumes out there. I don't know why they went with that one. But it looked like a cosplay. It did. Like, like, you know how you see parents with the. Um, <laughs> With the Incredibles outfits on? Yeah. That's what that shit looked like. That's what it looks like, exactly. It looks so fake. Like, you should have made it digital or, or some shit. Anyway, yeah. overall, Leslie, uh, scale of one through five, what do you think about Joker? Uh, I'll give it a, um, uh, I'll give it a three and a half movie performance five. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. AD? Yeah, same, man. Three, three and a half stars. Performance is like a 10. <laughs> shit, out of five. I mean, yeah. I hope he wins for that. Cause I really put, do. Yeah, the physical shit he did, like losing that weight and all that shit, he man. Looked terrible. He was terrible. Like, have, have you seen him now? Yeah, I know. I, right, he picked up the shit back up. Right <laughs> after did. right after that movie wrapped, he had to have gone to get some Whoppers and shit, man. Yeah, he picked all that shit back up. Yeah. Okay. Um, and for me, I feel the same way. Like, the movie overall, really the movie overall to me is a four- but of course the performance is a five, so I'll I'll keep it at that four. But yeah, I hope he wins the Oscar, man. It was it was a. Uh, I'll say this: it's not rewatchable, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a good movie when you sit down and check it out. It's worth watching one time. At yeah, least. at least one. It's not one of those like you know, nah, don't waste. It. It's not one of those don't waste your time with. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. It's worth the watch. It's worth the watch. Yep. Alright, so, so uh, moving on and just real quick uh, Tom Holland is going to come back he's going to do a third Spider-Man movie and a yet to be <laughs> named Marvel movie uh, mm-hmm. in this temporary mm-hmm. yeah, in this temporary ceasefire between Sony and uh, Marvel and um, Bob Iger who leads over or presides over Disney and their properties says that uh, Tom Holland came directly to him and said, we need to do this for the fans. He stayed on the line with both <laughs> Sony execs and Bob Iger just to get this together, and they came Trash. to a compromise. Lies. Lies. All of it. I mean, he's a, I he- mean, he's a hero on screen and off screen, but yeah. Bro, look, look man. <laughs> you God know, damn, you are so fucking pessimistic. Die, damn, that's man. my boy, man. Damn, hey, dog. Listen, man. Like campaign, dog. <laughs> no, listen, man. Listen, man. Look. I'm all about the good feel good story with that shit, but come on, bro. <laughs> Ain't no Tom Holland help broker no billion dollar ass deal, man. Like I just help broker like the fucking the actual negotiations and legal. Bro, they were gonna do that shit anyway. Legal like, shit, but as far as him, you know, sort of giving them maybe a little bit of overall inspiration, dog. Hey, I mean, maybe I don't believe it. and why, why, why won't this be in the realm of possibility? Of possibility, have you? Uh, forgotten already how we even got Spider-Man in the MCU. It took a fucking uh, email leak for it to happen. Sony okay. was talking about doing Spider-Man, then they quit. And then when Marvel found out after that leak that, hey, the window was still kind of open for it, Marvel hit them up. So, Bro, this, just was a, this was a, a quick impasse. 
between negotiating, man. Like, they were going to do this deal anyway. Dreams and do come think, true, Aaron. I, hey, man, I'm just saying, bro, I, they know how much the fans wanted this. They didn't need Tom Holland to tell them that. Shit, they know what's up. They, the last movie made a billion fucking dollars. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they don't need Tom Holland to tell them what to do. Again, it's a good story, and it and it puts out a good face for basically corporations doing what corporations do, bro, and that's negotiate. And the thing is, they negotiated in public probably to get more leverage. Like, I think they leaked the story well, of course. to see how people were going to react to it, to see good. who could get the leverage and shit, and then they went back to it and handled it. And more importantly, man, they got to find a way to to get out, they got to exit. I think you're going to see Spider-Man exit the, the universe, man. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we're, we're, They're it. done with this. They don't like this, man, because they didn't want to do it. They, yeah. I think they didn't want to... They want the money, and they're they they, they they're good with it, but I don't think they like time, Kevin Feige's time with producing and trying to make those films, man. Yeah, and it's not built to, well, it's not built to last. Like trying to do Star Wars now. Right, right. And I know, man, I'm sorry, I, I do sound pessimistic, but I'm just like, I know corporations. I know how shit go. Bro, 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 we're not talking about the, the, this, this motherfucker was the one to broker the deal or the one to say, hey, guys, put these differences aside and that shit. But as far as him actually going to fucking Bob Iger and saying, look, man, like, like, I don't know what are y'all doing. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But, you know, this shit is important and blah, 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 blah. And maybe that did say to Bob Iger, like, damn, these motherfuckers really do care. You know, <laughs> let's, go ahead and, let's go ahead and you know, like let's go ahead and finish this shit. Even though I'm that don't sure. sound ridiculous when you say it out loud. Yeah, <laughs> it don't. No, no, no. That, what, what, what I'm saying is that we're not saying that it works. It, it did. It worked or it didn't work. What I'm saying, Tom Holland actually went there. Oh, and I say, believe Look, he did. Get, do the shit. I, they probably. I wonder they take his call. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Iger, Bob Iger did so hey, man, you gotta think about this man when you working for Disney you tend to probably be nicer than when you say working for like McDonald's and Zio or some shit so he probably did say alright cool Disney is fucking a monster man like you think bro they got a good family oriented brand but that ain't who they are man like they fucking bro that they're like they the, they, the, they the shit for a reason bro they make hard decisions. They yeah, make they do. corporate tough decisions. They just fire like half a fox. Speaking of speaking of firing, speaking of firing half a fox, man, I just thought about some shit. It's mighty funny that Empire is uh, done after this season. It's canceled after this season. The moment Disney, season, the man. moment Disney acquires them. And guess who yeah. stars in Empire? The guy who acted oh, the fool about being a war machine. That's my Terrence Howard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? But Disney ain't petty, bro. They'll do if it make money. They'll They're gonna make it work as for long them. as it don't fuck their brand up. As long as it ain't fucking their brand up. They're, if it fucks their brand up, they don't want it. Oh yeah, yeah, you out because they know better. They know the they they, they see the future, man. Yeah. Bob Iger is a motherfucker, man. He and that, is. That's the, I'm telling you, man. Like he he, he wrote a book, I think, or something. But uh, he was just talking about how Kevin Feige was finna quit and shit like that. Did you see that? No. Where, uh, okay, so Kevin Feige, at first, when this whole Marvel thing went down, he was reporting to this other guy. I can't think of his name. But he's basically over Marvel uh, TV and Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. And Kevin Feige was just kind of like a vice president producer type nigga, right? And so every time Kevin Feige wanted to do something, he had to go through this guy to get it approved. This is the nigga now who helped bring us Daredevil, <laughs> Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the other nigga with the fist. What's his name? Iron Fist. All right, so you got this. That, this is the brain 
that Kevin Feige has to go through to get shit produced like <laughs> Iron Man and stuff like that, right? <laughs> and so this thing, right? And so this nigga was like, "Look, man, he went to Bob Iger like, look, either it's him or me. I'm finna quit. I'm out." <laughs> Because this dude is just a, a spreadsheet numbers guy. He don't get the <laughs> other shit behind. And you need that. You need, but bro, you need when you're running a business, you need your idea guy and you need your spreadsheet numbers guy. You, you gotta do. have both, yeah. right? But this guy was so spreadsheet numbers that it was affecting the ideas. Like, <laughs> like I did. You see the shit on Netflix, right? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You see that shit. So, um, but Bob Iger, what he did was he reorged it and made Kevin just over. Uh, MCU, and he report directly to Bob Iger, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, he made the other guy just over TVs, and he reported that, basically put him on the same level. And man, that's when you see what you see now, man. It, so that's basically off, why the TV shit didn't really connect with the uh, the right. MCU. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Kevin, Kevin didn't want he didn't want anything to do <laughs> with that guy and his ideas, man, at all. Because and that's when I knew like okay you were gonna never see them in the MCU yeah. because Kevin didn't want him, he, like Feige didn't want them in that like he knew they was trash man bro like, <laughs> that same I mean, thing he, with fucking um with fucking Agents of Shield you know Agents of Shield was trying to with you remember with Agents of Ultron they tried to yeah really bring yeah. That shit in. And niggas were fucking niggas and, weren't having that shit. I don't think I don't even think uh they address um uh, Infinity War Endgame bro listen. Like, that that guy that's over the TV shit, that's who made that shit. That's who made that dumb. Shit. So with that He's being awful. said, with that being said, we're gonna move on after this. <laughs> How great would Daredevil season four have been if they had to deal with the snap? Oh, that could have been great. It could have been did a, a lot with that. Just a whole little Daredevil punish. And I like Punisher, man. Punisher, the season one of Punisher. Yeah. Was, have you watched that, Lizzie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, yes. fucking Punisher was. Fucking dope, man! God damn. I mean, Daredevil, Punisher were they two best by far. Oh my but god! But fucking Jessica Jones. And I'm sorry, man. Luke Cage is trash, man. I know niggas don't want to hear oh. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> trash, I, just, bro. I knew that shit was gonna be trash, dog. You know, like I ain't watched that shit at first, and then I decided to watch I'm it. I'm telling y'all, Cottonmouth. I was like, fuck it, let me go and watch it because the fucking Marshala. Soon as Cottonmouth died, it was over with. Soon as it did, but season two, I keep telling y'all, season two had a really good villain. It had Luke was still trash, but season two had a good villain, bro. (laughs) And he can't even act, man. Like dude, oh yeah, he garbage. He is guy garbage. I mean, he looked like he could be Luke Cage, but that nigga act like a brick. Like like that nigga, him and a brick, like a brick could do better lines than him. I think it was awful, man. Fuck I mean, it's shit, like, but and but they probably it would be interesting to see them insert Matt Murdock somewhere in the MCU. Nah, he done. Just him. Just well, him. Netflix, Netflix, sort of just hanging around doing what the fuck ever, and you know, like, not even on some like showing him as Daredevil type shit. But here's the thing, this is what's crazy because the TV guy is so fucking awful. <laughs> Netflix owns that Daredevil. They don't own the name Daredevil. They just own that in iteration of it. Yeah. Mm. So they can't do shit with it. Yeah, they can't. They can't do nothing. Unless it's on just, Netflix or yeah. Netflix releases it, there ain't nothing they can do with it. Yeah, it's, it, that's done. All right, so. So let's go. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I wanted to give both of you all the opportunity. We're going to start with AD first. You know, I already know what I'm to talk about <laughs> <laughs> To talk about your LeBron Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Hey, and this is and this just you know, just, Bulls fan, dog. You know Bulls fans, they just they just like trolling niggas because they just, I know, man, because they know they got MJ. That's the yeah, yeah, they're, they're right? purgatory. Hey, hey, yeah. whatever, man. Look, I'm just giving the fans or my listeners a chance to hear how off topic is down. We're gonna be talking about the NBA all season, so sure. you know why not just give people a taste of this and so talk about your Lebrons, man. Lebron, hey, you know what's crazy is uh. Some type of way, man, when me and Leslie first started doing the show, we always worked LeBron in that bitch. <laughs> like, you think we work DC and shit? Like, bro, hey, it's so funny. Like, when we be on the chat, when me and Leslie be going back and forth about LeBron, I could just, like, I, I, I see in my head Jay in the middle of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly like, what's going on. In my head. <laughs> like, man, these niggas get on my nerves. But, yeah, man, so... But yeah, LeBron. So I think, man, after what I saw the other night, I know it's a preseason game. And the only reason I'm, I'm really talking about this because I know had they lost that game, we'd have got trolled into oblivion. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'd have heard all about how LeBron and the Lakers trash. But since they won, everybody said the preseason doesn't count. But what the fuck else? But from what I saw the other night, man, I saw a team that's big and is going to be a problem, bro. I'm telling you, they big, they fast, they strong, and they can get up and down the court. The three-point shooting may be an issue, but with Golden State not really being who they used to be, I think three-point shooting is still important. Man, but listen. I don't think it's going to be as relevant as it used to be in the past. <laughs> and let me tell you this right now, I'm going to go on if the Lakers, If the Lakers stay healthy, we win the chip. We win the chip. Fuck it. You can write that shit down. First now, LeBron of all, get hurt. It's all off. All best off. All best off. First Damn. of all, I just want to make this known. Golden State is done, man. That oh, shit. Out. That shit I saw the other day. Fuck no. That's it. They just took. It's just too. It's too many new. Uh, I, was, I was. I was telling. Uh, who was I talking? Was that you? I was talking to Aaron. Like, My bro, man. I, after you get past their like first two or three niggas, yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> it's all the fuckers on that team. Uh, so I saw weird, Draymond, man. Steph, and some Looney, man. Uh, no, no, not even Looney. No, no, you got you're right. And D'Angelo. Yeah, that's it. After that, that's oh, it. Who the fuck? But, man. And you know what's crazy, man? I sent, you, I sent y'all a clip of this shit, bro. They running the same fucking plays, but it ain't no fucking KD. It ain't no clay. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. I told y'all, man, y'all rebuked this when I said this shit. I said Steph needed KD way more than people gave me credit for. I know KD yeah. is a snake, but Steph would not have three fucking rings without KD, man. Period. Oh, no. LeBron would have beat him. Yeah. Oh, oh they lost to Houston. Yeah. But KD overpowered. Like, they. KD just gave him too much, man. Like, it, it was ridiculous, man. Like, you had a 73 win team, you put KD on the. I don't know, man. Like, what, what the fuck are you? Well, I mean, but also, also, you see where this depth mat- matters. And before the Warriors had KD, they still had all this fucking depth. Dog. They had Iggy. They had, they had fucking Iggy, Harrison Barnes. They had fucking yeah. Sean Livingston still hooping. They had a bunch of guys, and um, and you know, and now, dog, it's literally a bunch of motherfuckers I've never heard of before in my life, bro. I, like, they gonna miss Iggy. I'm telling you, man. Like, shit like that. Iggy was like good for hitting. Tough ass shots when you needed it, like those like grinding ass points. And then you ain't got Clay out there, and Clay is money. It, it, I don't know, man. They they could they should make the playoffs, but if Clay don't come back to next year, man, like February, yeah. and then you got the West being what it is, 
And D'Angelo Russell, they're going to shop the shit out of D'Angelo Russell, man. Oh, he's oh, trash, no, man. <laughs> like, bro, I can't, y'all, they fell for that New Jersey. New, I don't understand how people can say the East is weak. <laughs> but then overvalue motherfuckers when they do good in the East. You see what I'm saying? Like, which one is it? Like, which one is it? Like, you telling me he great because he dominated the East that you yourself said is weak? Like, I don't get it. But we'll see. I'll tell you, I'm really excited, though. I'm ready to see fucking what Kyrie going to do. God damn, nigga. Could you please calm down, dog? <laughs> I'm excited, man. Yeah, about calm fucking... down, nigga. This is not going to be good for your fucking blood pressure. All right? It ain't, bro. <laughs> You cover this bitch with fucking dog. We got to temper the fucking expectations, man. Bro, we win the fucking right. chip, man. And no, you the same dude. You, you, you the same dude that I said when I said the Clippers were gonna be really good. You up there talking about expectations and shit like they don't apply to LeBron and uh and AD. Bro, but he's been doing that for years. Never been man. This shit night in and night out, dog. AD is, is gonna be. AD is gonna turn in the first take, and them niggas gonna be blaming him for fucking. Yes. That, that shit gonna, that shit gonna be tough. I ain't gonna even lie. Now, that's a true fact. I, I don't know how niggas gonna deal with that. You gonna regret that's that, gonna that shit the moment he bump his big toe and he can't play a game. You gonna be mad as fuck, man. I know oh, AD. You don't, you AD gonna my, get hurt. Right. Post, oh, right? here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this nigga, man. This bitch ass nigga. <laughs> and niggas gonna be and niggas like us are gonna yep. be fucking blaming everyone but fucking LeBron. Everybody but LeBron. LeBron. Look at LeBron. 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 Putting up fucking. It's hard to blame on. It's hard. No, to it's not. Numbers up. How, how do you blame a nigga that got 28-8-8 on 50%? I, I, honestly, this is the one place where <laughs> niggas say you got to watch the games where that shit actually that applies. Defense, because it, that, on the defensive end, man, that all that defense shit, uh, that shit bro, terrible, yeah. bro. Yeah. I'm trying to tell y'all niggas, when I went to go see him play when he was in D.C., dog, like, you, but, but you right, Jay. Going to that fucking court and <laughs> shit, just yeah. saying, fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> It wouldn't even, bro. John Wall. John Wall. Serving. <laughs> who everybody know. I don't fucking like this. <laughs> this nigga looked like fucking uh, goddamn all world, nigga. <laughs> oh, last year, bro. Last year he was just. He just said fuck it last year. Like he just didn't give a shit. Like I, like he just he, like the, the person who managed optics better than anybody. He, yeah. Like what the fuck happened? Like like he bringing bro, wine so, to the game. You fucking sitting like so. I've heard theories about this. I've heard theories about this, and, it's, and, it, and it was basically essentially like LeBron knew going into the season he probably couldn't win. When he when he started playing with these guys, he knew he couldn't win. And when he was injured, he knew for sure, no guarantee that he wasn't going to win shit, and, and it was going to be a waste of time to even try to make the playoffs. And so the options of him doing the first a zero round. dark 30 bullshit were fucking <laughs> You know, for the playoffs and shit before the playoffs. But I think that that was something that went on in his head throughout the season. And LeBron is, I think, sometimes too smart to where he sort of looks at his fucking body like a machine and that it yeah. has a certain amount of miles and, and gas left on it. So he conserves his body, his, his energy, wherever he, he, he tries to pick throughout the floor on any given night. And the shit, but the shit hampers his team a lot. And Do you think... Okay, I'm sorry. I cut you off. So, so, but at the same time, he refuses to fucking come out of some games, right? So my thing is this. Like, dog, play less minutes. Yeah. Mm. Is that so? Get rid of the ball. Stop fucking getting, being so ball dominant. Change right. your game up a little bit. If you're going to do all this other shit, change your game up a little bit. Play less minutes. Instead of playing fucking 38 minutes a night, you know, play fucking 32 minutes a night. He won his numbers, bro. 
Oh, he him. definitely wants them stats. He going then, for a career. I, mean, I don't think he you know, like just patch that nigga like Westbrook, but he understand the importance of statistics though. For niggas like us and Nick Wright and shit like that, you know, because at the end of the day, the stats are the stats. But the stats area like, belongs to him. But I do have a question. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, he thought last year was just going to be a year where he could just chill, but it kind of hit him by surprise because Laker fans or really Kobe fans wouldn't let him make it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what I think happened, man. I think Kobe's fans were on his ass to the point where he was like, oh, shit, this ain't like Cleveland. This ain't like, right. you know, where I'm going to get a pass all the time because they was on his ass a lot. Bro, and, he missed a free throw, and he was like, oh, God. And, but, and it's, uh, just, it's so disingenuous for them to even be mad at him, considering that Kobe set the franchise behind a couple years. We're not going to slam the Kobe today. Oh, We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Bruh. We're not going to do it. I'm just saying. We're not going to do it. I'm just saying, man. And it, it's, it's very disingenuous. They got a, a great player. He chose them when he really could have went to the Clippers and established a dynasty over there. But I mean, when you just look at it, yeah, he he phoned it in last year, and I said oh, that early. But, but but y'all know what else was a telling sign about like him being on the Lakers and the Lakers not appreciating him when he passed Michael Jordan. Thank you, oh, When they were in that home game, it was like that was man, embarrassing. It was yeah, it was like crickets. That yeah. was really just though to me. I know people don't like LeBron, and they and they, and they laugh and shit like that. <laughs> but that's embarrassing for the league. It is, like it's you got an all time great. Like you hate an all time great that much that when he hit a milestone like that, you can't stop and celebrate the nigga. Well, and you man, mean tell? Hold on, now wait a minute. Some of that is on LeBron though, man. I mean, yeah, like, he, he, he did not injure himself three or four to times. Man. You said what now? The nigga has switched teams three or four times, man. Come yeah, on. and that's the part, man, about his leg. I don't know how you gonna do a farewell to him. You got to go back to Cleveland. Well, <laughs> like, well, like unless he wins a championship in L.A. and they still ain't gonna let him win. Bro, if he win a championship, let's say this year, like he ain't gonna be like next year. They gonna be like, well, Kobe won two in a row. Like I'm just telling you, man. Ain't gonna <laughs> but I'm but just... at the same time, y'all got a leg to stand on as well because Kobe only won what two Finals MVPs and. Bro, they don't care about that. Like, Bud, Bud already has one of those. But you're right, man. It's all about optics with Kobe fans. We we've been yeah, over man, this on, on off topic, so because they oh, no, they care about that when they when they're getting compared to people like Steph, and then they start breaking up Steph's Finals MVPs. Right, their Finals MVPs matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about Bron, they don't matter no more. But I don't know, man. Again, I want to go back. Lakers gonna win. I'm telling you. If nobody gets hurt, it's all good. I like what I saw the other night. Obviously, man, people were missing shots and shit. I'm okay with that, really, because it's the first season preseason game. I like, I wanted to see the energy, the hustle, and the defense. And from what I saw on that end, man, they were trying to get after it, bro. So I liked it. But again, it was a, it was a depleted Warriors team, so you really can't tell too much. And again, it's a preseason game. I'm gonna tell you who is overhyped. Fucking Clippers. Uh, here we go. I do. I'm it. telling you, man. The Clippers, man. Kawhi, dude. I'm telling you. Dude, like, I like the guy, and I'm going to give him no, the man the best player. <laughs> no, you do not like You do not I like Kawhi. Okay, hold on, hold on, time out. Who said he was the best player in the playoffs last year? I did. Well, of course, that's obvious because you, <laughs> you're, not, you're not one of those people who go against the obvious thing, like, you who see what's yeah, going right, on exactly. and go exactly. against it. There, you go fucking, so you're going to say, okay. Bro, I'm giving him the mantle of the best man, player in the league. He what? play on both sides of the ball. I give him that. Like, I, like that's his, he is the, 
de facto right now. <laughs> best player in the league. I, I don't know how you could argue against it. Finals MVP, even though the fucking team was trash, but whatever. Finals MVP. He put up some crazy numbers. His numbers in the East, really. That playoff run. It's legendary. It's just so fucking impressive. <laughs> he man. really what is. What he did with Giannis. And, I, bro, I can't deny that from him. But slow down. <laughs> like, slow down. Come on, man. Like, niggas act like he's not a playmaker. Who's the playmaker on the Clippers team? Tell me. And you can shit on Kyle Lowry and the other light-skinned nigga that like Drake on the Raptors. <laughs> but they were playmakers. Who the playmakers? They were playmakers. Van Fleet, yeah. But who yeah. was the playmaker on the Clippers? That ugly nigga that played defense? Like, man, listen. Playoff P gonna step up, bro. Man, get the fuck out of <laughs> like, so, And so the playmakers on the Clippers, so you got Lou Will. Um, this nigga shoot him, man. Is yeah. he, is he, I don't know, though, but is he a playmaker? Let me not say that, because I don't watch him. Yeah. Like, well, shit, he, he makes his own plays. Yeah, yeah he right, does. Right, but can he, get, can he run an offense? That's, I guess that's, my, that's a better question. Can uh, he run an offense? Uh, that's, that nah. remains I mean, to be seen. That remains to be seen. What's the guy name? What's the uh, point guard? What's the point guard name that played defense? Serious. What's his Look name? Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly. Yeah. yeah. Shit. I mean, he... No, I don't think he's necessarily like a floor general, if that's what you're asking. Hell no. Nah. So, in the, in, the, in the playoffs, when they get tight, right? right. And you need somebody... And you need a and you need a, need a Kyle Lowry. <laughs> right. Or Kyle, you laughing. You or, laughing. Van or Van Fleet. Who's gonna be that guy? Cause it ain't Kawhi, man. Kawhi can get his own shit like nobody. He can get his own shit. And you know, uh I think Paul George is the same way, but who's gonna be that guy for them? Bruh, I remember in the finals right. we were commending Kyle Lowry about dictating pace. And that yeah. nigga was yeah. a really good job. And people were sitting on him because of that one bad shot he took. But yeah. Kyle Lowry helped him win the fucking finals, dude. Like, he did. seriously. He did. Like, when Kawhi was bullshitting, him and Van Fleet was, Van Fleet was locking down Steph, and they were getting buckets on the other end. So, I mean, like, they did their job. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, dude, I don't know. Like, what else you want them to do? Like, but who is that guy on that team? I looked up and down the Clippers roster. I don't see him. They're going to have to do some trades. They're going to have to add a little bit to their team. You know what I'm saying? To get that guy. Like, if they had Rondo... Cause you see, like, oh, yeah, they had Rondo, that's it. Kind of but that, 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 that damn sure ain't going to happen considering who the coach is. Oh, shit, I ain't think about that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah. And the Lakers ain't going to let Rondo go. They know what they yeah, got. No, yeah. And who else out there? I don't know if anybody else out there that can even be like that. What they had Chris? No, I can't do Chris well, Paul because he already been there. I'm going to say this, man. The Lakers will be lucky if they make it past the Rockets, the way I feel. Bro, I'm telling you, <laughs> they are so slept on, man. Yeah, they, they sleep hard, so man. They are so slept on, man. I'm more afraid they of them than I am the Clippers. They are. <laughs> it's, because, hey, bro. it's because Westbrook can't fucking shoot. He got, he got one game. person who's not unfounded. One person who is low key, emotionally unstable, and you got the other person who like to get drunk too much. Man, <laughs> shit, that nigga want to go. Hey man, I think this nigga's gonna be locked in, man. I think they see the pathway, man. I think they say, look, man, Golden State out the way. We got a chance. LeBron old. The Clippers new. Shit, man, we got to, we. They got us. This is their window. Yeah, if they if they get out of the west, who's gonna stop them? Philadelphia? Hell no, nah. <laughs> Philadelphia can't shoot. <laughs> the same shit. Philadelphia can't shoot. Man, can't, none of these niggas really shoot like that. <laughs> they can't. Man, when <laughs> I, I feel, like, who, that's nah, a good question. Who can't shoot? I found out that uh, like that, what's his name? <laughs> um. Ben Simmons. When I found out that he never made an in-game uh, three-pointer. That shit dude. blew my mind, bro. Yeah, that shit. Yeah. But hey, they said he, he only he only attempted like two threes last season. That's crazy. Yeah, he never he never shot one. You know, I don't. 
that's crazy that he uh, he should be like so much fucking better, dude. He like, just I tall mean, for no great. reason, man. I ain't gonna say that man's tall for no reason. How you gonna say that? Uh, hold on now. Hold on. Come on now. Well, he good he, now. He just, he just, he run, he rebound every now and again, but he run for like, bro, anytime, more, man. anytime like, you can, can just play butt. off of him. You can just play off. You just take a couple steps back and, I mean, and make it to where the only way he can challenge you is drive. But, I mean, you got a shot, but you really don't have to play close on him when he, when he's, um, Outside of fifteen feet, you don't, and that's crazy. But then he shit on the Nets in the playoff game last year, like for thirty something points, and, and he shot like eighty percent. You talking about with like, D'Angelo like, Russell? But they got shot blockers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they got, got this- shit over there. They where well, they didn't have shit. Over, <laughs> they had shit over there. Then yeah, they got some shit now. Hey, what you what you expect from Kyrie, man? Give me that. Tell me that. No, a lot of nothing. He's going to be waiting on. Uh, they that really are going to be the Rockets of the West. But he's just going to be waiting on KD to come back. If KD come back, though, next year, and he right, that's why Bron need to win this year. Yeah. He need to get some space between him and KD, bro. I'm yeah. telling you. He need to get some fucking space, man. Because if KD come back balling, I know Leslie ain't going to never get snake shit. And I don't want to <laughs> give shit. I don't want to give shit, but I can't. You ain't going to be out of Oh, no. Bro. Like, like, if he goes up in there and balls, it just, it just beats everybody ass with the fucking Nets. And with Kyrie, look, then I'm fucking, look, then I'm. <laughs> then I'm if he go over there and win two, come on, bro. Yeah, he yeah. win two. That's a problem. Say. And he going to be top five, man. Niggas going to be really having some conversations about who was a player of this era or whatever, man. Like, yeah. KD, that nigga. I, I know, man. And that nigga, has, <laughs> as a Braun fan, you should have always been afraid of KD. Yeah, You should always. always have. And the funny, Always. the funniest part about all of this, man, is like it's a lot of players that are are currently active right now. That in a, like three or four years, they're gonna be past Kobe, and that's crazy. Man, I'll, there you go, man. See how you do that? <laughs> yes. See, see how, how you, JB, well, JB yes, kind of yeah. excite us, man. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, gotta on, watch hold, that hold on, hold on, hold on. But wait a second. But let's go ahead and look at the potential. Steph. Yep. Okay. Katie. Yep. Kawhi. Harden. Yon. Giannis. Uh, Giannis. <laughs> I don't think Harden can pass him right now. Well, no, not right now. Not but, right now, yeah, not right now. Yeah, but if y'all, y'all motherfuckers are talking about them shit, nigga, if they win, let's say Harden ends his career with two championships, one final. <laughs> Damn, he'll need for two. <laughs> that's that, all he needs for me. That's disrespectful. <laughs> hey, you don't like, just say you don't like Kobe, man. That, that's, that's all, man. Like, look, man, I don't dislike 14, dog. That's the fuck overrated, nigga. This man said. This nigga like, man, I'm, I'm, uh, all Aaron Brooks need is one championship. Dog. That's it. That's it. That's, 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 that's Bruh, all Aaron Brooks This man said all, all you need is two championships. championships. One, one chip. There's one chip. That's all he needs, one chip. Like, and I think he'll get past <laughs> Say all you need is two championships to pass COVID. That shit is fucked you can, up. You can talk all the shit you want, bro. And niggas can they can lie to my face all they want. But if you got a trouble between KD and his prime and COVID, guess you taking KD all the time, man. All the time. So let's shift gears. Let's shift gears one more time, man, because this this has been incredible. But I got one more thing I want to talk to you guys oh, about. Sorry. We all we we off topic, right? And this is what we do. So, let's talk about the man that kept Kobe Bryant from becoming an underachiever. Let's talk about Shaq, man. Shaq? <laughs> what, oh, him and Dame. What do you guys think about him and Dame's random-ass beef, man? Let me tell you something, man. Skip shitting on Dame more than anybody <laughs> <I've seen. laughs> Like, he had to eat the bar for me. Like, fuck all the rap shit. But, like, so during this whole rap beef, 
What that nigga say? He said, they ain't gonna be known more for rapping than he is winning rings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. That was so harsh, man. That is, man. Shit. But it's no harsh than what, what uh, Shaq, I don't know if you got a chance to send it, uh, to e- I hear it. I heard the first one. I ain't, re- I ain't hear the Dog, second one. What Shaq said, man. Shaq said, I'm gonna be sitting at my desk watching you fail in the playoffs, man. He just shitted on that. And it was so, it was bad. He was like, you complaining about all-star appearances. Like, he oh, went yeah, through that all shit, this that shit. That line was cold. That line yeah, was I gotta cold. go yeah. back and listen to that shit. Also, also, one of the things that Dame has sort of been able to escape, you know, not Because he ain't on the super team. Yeah, because, well, but also he's been fucking um, on his own pedestal, like judging motherfuckers for doing yeah. some shit. Yes, right? like on, on, on some low-key shit. He won't right. say it outright, but he'll be like, yeah, you know, I love, you know, I don't need a super team. I'm going to stay here. You know, I can win without rings. Because he don't like the pressure. Now you're starting to, now, now you're starting to see what motherfuckers are like criticizing you. Because but people look, are going to be criticizing him, especially if he now, goes to the playoffs again, maybe has one good series and then fucking stinks up the shit. It stinks up the bed in the next series, which he's done time yep. and time again. I hate to be on Skip's side. God damn it, I hate Because Skip <laughs> often makes... Every now and again, Skip makes good points, bro. To me, when it bro. comes to LeBron, he'll make good points. But sometimes he does. And he made a very good point, man. The Blazers had an opportunity last year. They did. If you go back and look at that series, they had big leads. They supported <laughs> every fucking game. game. They had big leads. They just tanked. They bro, tanked, listen, man. They, su- they supporting Cass did their job. It was yeah. damn and CJ who It was, up. yeah. Everybody around them, they they came, they came to play. They broad, broad, like like they were playing defense, they were hustling, they were getting the fuck, they were getting all the shit. They just needed to make shots. And Dame couldn't Dame do nothing. Dame make- and CJ was trash, man. And they do and they do that. And Dame was trash in that Denver series, but we were still riding that high off that game one. So we just kind of like, okay, I whatever. I I agree. And CJ did did a lot of the work that series with Denver. And how many times does Steph have to shit on Dame? Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, Steph dominates Dame. It ain't, like, ain't even funny. He like, if you like, well, he got Katie. He was shitting on Dame. He was shitting on Dame way before he got there. And the beat, and truth be told, he was shitting on Chris Paul before uh, oh, he got with uh, with oh, man. James Harden. He was shitting on all man. He was, yeah. Yeah. And he was shitting on James Harden. Like, they been shitting on him. <laughs> like, whatever, man, with Steph, man. I, Steph is so fucking underrated to me, yeah, man. And I yeah. get it. He wouldn't have had three rings. But he still have been better than them other niggas. Yeah. Like, you telling me he ain't better than Westbrook? <laughs> you telling me he ain't better than Dane? Like, is that what you telling me? Oh, 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 oh. And don't forget about that Kyrie fucking with Mama. Oh, man, I shit. Say so he was better than, Kyrie was better than that nigga, man. <laughs> no, Kyrie was had the opportunity to play with one of the best players of all time. Who allowed him to showcase his talents on the biggest stage? This nigga said allow him. Kyrie played with a nigga who went to a a godlike level, right? <laughs> like right during the NBA Finals, who literally went into this fucking <laughs> shit that we haven't seen before since fucking Michael Jordan. It's so right. funny I, to hear but you. But Kyrie did his thing too, though. To, sorry, to, I, you act like you act like that man molded Kyrie into his own image, talking about he allowed him to come yeah, out there and play. Nigga, Y'all need to stop, man. Nah, man, I, I shit. Say allowed, but you know, allowed, he allowed. He, he, he let that man <laughs> shoot more shots than him. What the fuck? Name me a name me a player who is all time great. That's gonna allow a nigga that ain't never been to the playoffs 
shoot more shots than him. That's allowed, my nigga. <laughs> like, I don't know how the fuck. He trusted Kyrie to do shit, and he did his thing. But as soon as LeBron left, then you saw what it really is. I mean, you can say shit. you can say Kevin Durant allowed Clay Thompson to take more shots if you going over that. Now, Clay Thompson allowed KD to, to fucking be KD. Like they allowed KD. Like I don't know, man. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> it's KD, Kyrie. Like at least KD went to the finals. Kyrie couldn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> like, are we serious? Like that's why I understand. Like Kyrie didn't even make the playoffs before LeBron got there. Then LeBron, then as soon as he left LeBron, he got hurt the first year and got put out the second round the next year. And he was trash. Like, I was like, he was what? trash. Like, what else do we need? Like, Here's what I'm saying. That nigga fucking, that nigga was ungrateful. He was. Yeah, he was ungrateful, he man. definitely yeah, was. Yeah, man, that's a lot of things. That, I'm telling you, that's, well, that's the main thing that I have against Kyrie, dog. Was he Uncle Drew before LeBron? Was he Uncle Drew? Yeah, me? yeah, he had, he had his Uncle Drew thing going on before. Bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, what the fuck this nigga Oh, like, yeah. Oh, like, have? The Kyrie has, like, a magnetic personality, so I, I could, yeah. That stupid, man. What you talking about, man? <laughs> Look, man. Come I, on, man. a magnetic personality. Just because he's fucking, just because he's off his rock, rocker doesn't make him fucking any less charismatic. Yeah, because he got the fucking handles and shit, so I guess that's something. But man, look. He seems like a nice guy. He comes across as a nice guy. Well, he's well-spoken, really. I guess. But what has he done? What is he? What has he accomplished without LeBron? Man, yeah, you know did. what his biggest story is outside of that historic game he had where he saved LeBron Flat and Earth. the uh, Cavaliers <laughs> from <laughs> being eliminated by the uh, Golden State Warriors in Game 7? His only whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that I most remember of uh, Kyrie is that after he won the championship, he FaceTimed Kobe to pout. Man, <laughs> fuck out of here, man. Because he felt like he was Kobe and Braun was Shaq, right? <laughs> but you ain't Kobe now. Hey, come on, bro. Mama Stop. mentality wins again, baby. Right. Mama mentality got you fucked up in, on the net <laughs> team with a nigga with a broken chili. Like, what the fuck? Good luck, my nigga. <laughs> he think he better than what he is, man. You a dribbling nigga that can score. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what was that? It was a movie or, or a TV show. I want to say it was uh, it was Boondocks, where the, when the kid, he could dribble, oh, yeah, but when it came time to actually score, he couldn't shoot the ball. He Man, I give him that. Yeah. Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, then, yeah, Raleigh was doing like all the and one moves. And then when he came <laughs> down, actually hitting the fucking layup, and then he could get laid. He could do Man. shit. Kyrie is a dribbling ass nigga that can score. But you ain't no Steph Curry. But those nigga. are like, two. You ain't that nigga. Those are two essential functions of basketball. Like how can man, you make that a criticism? Those are like the hardest things to do in basketball, which is yeah. But it, it, unfortunately, sport. he can't win. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck you want me to do? Like shit, I mean, nigga, Dominique Wilkins can score. <laughs> shit, look what he had though. Look at Dominique. You can't stay healthy. I think that's his main thing. Because remember, in that first season with Boston, they had. You know, like throughout the season, he was hooping for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were translating the wins. It's just that he just fucking got injured in the playoffs. What happened last year? Garbage. Yeah, well, hey, we saw what happened last year. Right. And by the way, first man. of all, the nigga weird, and nobody want to be around him. And he just throw off putting for teammates. So hopefully, him hopefully. and KD can do that well. So hopefully, they don't well, like both alienate. Fucking they they can just go off put everybody else. It's gonna be right. two versus fucking. It's gonna be two on five. Which, again, is another intangible. I get it. You can't measure that shit, which people should bring up more often. That 
they don't when they, you know, debating because niggas stupid. But like, but you know, like KD man, I want to see what can he do that? Can you be Bron? Because that's what you got to do. Can you build chemistry? Yep. Can you yeah. build a team? Which is a full time job on top of fucking you hooping. Yep. Ain't no stiff. Yeah. Ain't no Draymond, that's my nigga. True. Like you got to be the leader the because nigga. Kyrie damn sure can't be the leader. Yeah, is KD and another weird nigga that can dribble and shoot? Like, I mean, I don't know what the fuck you want. Like, all right, good luck. Bro, <laughs> like, it's, so, it's so funny hearing Boston Celtics, like, reporters and insiders talk about Kyrie. They talk about him like a dog, how too, they boy. Fuck that, how, how that nigga fucked them over <laughs> so fucking hard. Man, <laughs> like, they, they came out of here, bro. Like, they bro. got rid of him for nothing. Good. Get rid- then they got Kimball. But you know what? Though, the same person. But, <laughs> but what they also say is that like a lot of the Cavs front office were trying to tell them about Kyrie. They were like, really? "Yo, this nigga, this nigga's like, this nigga's out there. He, 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 he's, he's, he's emotionally unstable." But people blame <laughs> Bron for him, man. That's yeah. the shit that pissed me off. Like nobody will go back and say, "You know what? Maybe we wrong. Maybe Bron didn't do that." Because people are like, man, he, Kyrie didn't want to play for Bron because blah 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 blah. Now Kyrie fucking nuts. <laughs> like that's why he's gonna play. This nigga's crazy. Man, I can't yeah. wait till LeBron write a book and we find out the truth about all this shit. But Bruh. it was one thing, it's one player y'all brought up, and I just want to say something about him. Dominique Wilkins was shit, but the eighties version of Tracy McGrady. Bruh. Uh Carmelo. Can you leave your Carmelo? Yeah, okay. I'll allow Still Carmelo. I get I get I get on that. But anyway, alright guys, so it's been fun, it's been a blast. Leslie, you first. Plug your shit. Yeah, man. So y'all can see me. Most of my writings at Black With No Chaser podcast, Black Excellence and Ignorance, off topic um, on my Facebook page. I write about all types of stupid shit, some intelligent <laughs> shit, some different shit, a little bit in between. So that's it, man. Like, I appreciate you having us on the pod, man. Man, I appreciate y'all coming, man. AD. Same thing, man. You can find me on Off Topic Podcast. Don't come to my page because it's fantastic. Uh... <laughs> And again, hey, Jay, thanks for giving us a platform, bro. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. And to my listeners, right after this message, I'll be back with my closing thoughts and my partner shots. And that's it. Hey, guys, it's Sergio from Reality Breached. We've got a bunch of different podcasts over on our network at realitybreached.com. And one of my favorites is Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. Shellheads is a deep dive into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in ways you've never heard before. From the early comic days to the current Nick show, nothing is off limits. Jeff from the Warp Zone Arcade joins me to binge watch and power read through a comprehensive library of TMNT fandom. Check Shellheads out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more details, visit realitybreached.com. Welcome back to the Unapologetic Experience. Once again, I want to thank uh, both AD and Leslie from uh, the Black Excellence and Ignorance Podcast Off Topic, which I also uh, co-host with those guys. Uh, it's always a good time talking to them. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. Uh, before I get up out of here, I just want to talk about a couple things that I've seen, a couple horror movies that I've seen and uh, TV shows uh, in the spirit of Halloween. Uh, first up, was a movie that I listed as uh, one of the top five movies that I was anticipating seeing 
in um, 2019. It chapter two, which was, I'm sorry, man, I, I was um, I was a bit disappointed in it. I think it was a little long. I didn't quite live up to the enjoyment of uh, it chapter one, which came out in 2017. Uh, the performances were fine. Uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, James McAvoy, Bill Hader. Uh, Isaiah Mustafa, those performances were fine, uh, but it just didn't reach those highs uh, as it 2017 as chapter one did. Um, and of course, uh, I forgot his name, he's not Bill Skarsgård, whichever one it was that acted as Pennywise, he's he's always great in that role, but I don't know, man. I got the story that they were going for. Uh, child, the suppression of childhood memories and trauma, uh, overcoming your fears, togetherness, friendship, all of that stuff. But Pennywise just disappointed me in this one. Um, I I have an issue, and, and this is a spoiler review. I just want to make that clear. This is a spoiler review. I have an issue when the antagonist in a horror movie does not make a, a, a impact as far as killing the protagonist or several of them. Only one of those original members actually uh, died at the hands of, of Pennywise. Another one committed suicide because, you know, he thought he was too weak to face Pennywise again. Uh, but the, he Pennywise only killed one of them, and it, it's like the, the movie goes out of its way to make sure Pennywise doesn't kill more than one. Like some of the way the action scenes and the horror scenes and the scares are, are brought about, it, they go out of their way so Pennywise won't kill him. And you're seeing this all-powerful monster and he doesn't do anything. And then the way he, he dies is... It's played for laughs. And in a way it is funny, but they roast the hell out of him. Like, if... Pennywise ran up on the wrong kids in in Jackson. Uh, they probably went to Callaway High School or something like that. They roast the shit out of him, man. He died. You know, it, the rule they set in place it makes sense, but if they had have thought of that as kids, like Pennywise would never come back. So yeah, it chapter two. It won't be a chapter three. Uh, it wraps up the story. I guess it's somewhat satisfying, uh, but. I don't know, man. They just... That's the thing about Stephen King uh, and, and his books and stuff and stories. Like, sometimes they don't quite get it right at the end. Uh, but they... I guess they did the best they could with what they had uh, considering they were trying to keep it closer to the ending in the books. But ultimately, I just... I really wasn't satisfied with it. Uh, if I had to rate it, I'd give it a... About a three out of five. It was just alright. It was just unapologetically alright. So, yeah, that's it. Um, actually, before the month of October kicked off, I checked out a horror series on uh, Netflix by way of, well, a horror series on the CW by way of Netflix called Two Sentence Horror Stories. I didn't know what to expect coming into this one. I just got the concept of two sentence horror stories, like you know, it's horror stories that you know made in two sentences. Uh, and if you Google that, you'll see some really fucked up ones. Uh, but the 
the the show just takes a two sentence horror story and makes it a, a full like twenty minute um, anthology episode, and it was it was pretty solid. Like there are some that you can just kind of throw away, but there are some really shocking and creepy ones, and that's saying a lot considering it was on the CW. Uh, the real standouts are the first episode. Uh, which involves this uh, single mother dating this guy. Uh, and that's all I can give you. Because now this is a show I, w- I really won't spoil. Uh, the third episode, I believe, is about a um, dead husband haunting his family. Uh, and that one has a, a really, really good twist to it. Uh, but my personal favorite is the sixth episode. And it's about this girl uh, shooting a makeup tutorial video. And... That's in her house is invaded. Uh, an intruder comes in the house, and you get to see him enter the house uh, through the little webcam she has set up. And man, what follows is just they could have made this shit into a movie, they could have made it into a movie, and it completely like it has you on the edge of your seat. Uh, to the point where at the end of it, I worked up an appetite. Like, I wasn't hungry <laughs> before I saw that, but that that episode had me going to the point where I was like, all right, I need to get something to eat. And my wife uh, and I and one of my best friends, we all just sat and watched all the episodes. It's really short, and it really grabs you. Uh, they have another cool one involving um, some voodoo and some, some uh, creatures from voodoo lore which I thought was really cool. Uh, and then they have one about these kids that, you know, kind of are, are like the kids from Stranger Things, but they hunt monsters, and it was really cool. Uh, so I don't know how many seasons this show is going to get. Um, but, yeah, they I'm intrigued by what I saw. So that's something definitely worth checking out. I give it a four out of five. All of the episodes don't hit, but they have, I'll say... Three of them are really good, and out of the eight that I've seen, three of them are really good, and I see maybe three are solid, and two are kind of forgettable, but yeah, yeah, Two Sentence Horror Stories on CW, which is on Netflix also, definitely check it out, I kind of wish it had a harder edge to it, really, because I really would have liked to see what they would have done if it was rated TVMA or something like that, uh, I frequent Redbox quite a bit. And uh, a while back, I saw a preview with Michael Ely and J.C. Williams. They're playing brothers, and it was a horror movie called Jacob's Ladder. Uh, I never, I think that was an original Jacob's Ladder. I never got to see, but I kind of knew what it was about. This is a remake starring, like I said, Michael Ely and J.C. Williams. It's another one of those movies I don't want to spoil. Uh, and it's okay. The the scares are there, but you know, as it goes on, it really ramps up in the second half of the episode, and uh, it ends up you know really paying off. Uh, but overall, it was just okay. Also, uh, I'll say I'll give it about a three out of five too. Uh, unapologetically, I right. But yeah, just check it out, man. If you if you're just looking for something in the red box to look at, that'll be it. And then finally, I saw Ma, which came out earlier uh, this year. Stars Octavia Spencer. She was fucking crazy in this movie. And she, she was fucking crazy. Like, she was on misery levels 
of crazy in that movie, man. And yeah, I recommend anybody <laughs> watch that movie. Like she lost her shit, and they have a couple of good twists in there. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I give that an unapologetically legit, which is a four out of five. Uh, so yeah, check that out. So as far as horror movies, that's what I've been seeing so far. I've checked out a couple old movies um, that I saw a while back. Uh, I turned on a, what I think is a classic in the Skeleton Key the other day. I watched the last Exorcism. I plan on watching some old stuff, but I'm never really in the mood to watch horror movies until um, until October comes around. And speaking of horror, on the Unapologetic Geek on Facebook, uh, I'm currently doing 31 Monsters, 31 Days. So far, I've unveiled uh, Candyman, Pinhead, and uh, who else? I had another great monster on there that I unveiled. Um, oh, Hannibal Lecter. And just throughout, I'm a little bit behind, but I'll get caught up. We'll have more monsters, but I have 31 solid monsters, something that everybody has been creeped out about at one point or another. And I'm also going to do the top 10 horror movies I've ever seen. So that's the list that I'm pretty sure is going to be divisive, but it's definitely going to drop. So, before I get up out of here, I just want to do the usual shout-outs. Uh, I want to shout-out Black With No Chaser. Love working with those guys. Uh, I contribute, I mean, I collaborate with them to bring you the Culture Sports. Uh, it's our weekly sports show, me and TK, and we just break down, you know, <laughs> sports and the culture. That's pretty much it. Uh Another shout out to Black Excellence and Ignorance. Follow us on Black Excellence and Ignorance on Facebook. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud at Black Excellence and Ignorance and check out our podcast Off Topic. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Shout out to Reality Breach. Sergio and his crew are doing great things. I'm proud to be a part of the Reality Breach umbrella. You know, they produce the unapologetic experience. It's always just love when I, I get with those guys. Uh, shout out to the Black Pocket Podcast with Robert, Dunchy, and uh, Justin. And speaking of Dunchy, shout out to him, the maestro of my madness. Of course, go to SoundCloud, follow him at Dunchy Did It on SoundCloud. Shout out to the resident DJ, DJ Lil Walt. Without him, just a lot of the, the little effects and music that I have wouldn't be possible. With him and Dunchy just on my side, man, I can I can just keep putting out what I hope is a quality product. Uh, and a shout out to you all, the listeners, uh, and the followers, and the people who come in on the Facebook post. All of the, the top fans on Facebook, I love you all. I appreciate you. You make the Unapologetic Geek possible. Uh, it's been an incredible year. I felt the love ever since I debuted this show. I know my schedule hasn't been what it should be, but trust me, it's going to get better and we're growing every day. And I really thank you for that. So until next time, from the bottom of my heart, I'm Jarius, the Unapologetic Geek, and I see you. <laughs> I see you soon. I say that. Not next week. I see you soon. With that being said, this is the Unapologetic Experience, and I am out. Thank you.
Oh, 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 oh,